The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat is getting dressed right now. Yeah, he's putting his clothes on. Because, I mean, you can't wear the same outfit that you just wore on Glenn's radio show. Uh, well, except I, I am. Oh. But uh, pretend like I'm not. Pretend like I had to change. What I do have to do is come out of that studio mm-hmm. with all my equipment, get over here with all the equipment, get all the equipment set up in this room. Yeah. And it's... It's more than a human being should be asked to do. And all the while having to listen to me just give you like, you know, just a couple of news headlines and hear my annoying voice while you're exactly getting set up. Right? So Right? My apologies. <clears throat> so I mean eh, like a work hazard here. You know. I mean it, it takes an incredible human being to be able to put up with all this. How are you holding up physically with uh, considering the kidney stuff and the fact that you're working I you know, 900 hours this minute, week? At any minute. You might want to keep listening because it could happen today. And if it does, we will leave that in the podcast and on the video oh, replay definitely. later. I definitely. Mean, totally. Yeah, but I could keel over at any time. It could happen. Please don't. I hope I don't, mm-hmm. but you don't know. <laughs> know what I mean? Wait till 3 o'clock Eastern. So that I don't have to be a part of that. Yeah, you just don't. You don't know. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on the Twitters. Uh, I, I like this story. Hillary Clinton gave a powerful, inspirational speech praising women who are making their voices heard like never before this election year, and then <clears throat> then she proceeded to endorse Andrew Cuomo for New York governor over his woman opponent. Uh-oh. <laughs> Cynthia Nixon is running for governor. You know who she is, right? She's from... Uh, that sounds uh, very What familiar. show? Oh, Sex in the City. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this. Yeah. So you check off a, a, a lot of special interest groups. Women, uh, lesbian, so LGBTQIA+. You get that check mark. You, you get the woman check mark. And she still went for Andrew Cuomo. Hmm. <laughs> I, I love that. I think that's great. At least 482 women are running for Congress or governor this year, according to the Center for American Women in Politics at Rutgers, including Nixon, who, if elected, would be New York's first woman governor and the second openly bisexual governor of any state. I don't, huh? I don't think I'm familiar with the openly. Yeah, I think it's either, I don't know, Washington or Oregon. Currently? Yeah, or or. That's like an interim thing because mm-hmm. let's see, it's um, yeah, it's uh, Kate Brown of uh, of Oregon, yeah. And is she interim or is she just full mm. full fledged? Yeah, John. Uh, Not all that familiar with well, Kate, frankly. So the other governor like resigned. Okay. And so I think she was probably lieutenant governor, or no, she was secretary of state. I know there's people in Oregon screaming at the radio right now. Um, sorry, I'm not completely up, but uh, she. Is the governor at present, yes. Okay, good. All right. So I'm glad we cleared that up. 
Um, and but, you ask, man. but they're but they're missing they're <laughs> missing an opportunity here right. in New York with yeah. Cynthia Nixon. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it's it's anti-female hate. Right there. Thank you. That's all. I mean, I, I can't think of it's anything else. It would thing. be sexism. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing keeping Hillary Clinton from endorsing Cynthia Nixon. Sexism. She is a sexist. She's discriminating against women. Why does she this self-loathing of Hillary? I don't Clinton? know. I I don't know. How many times do we have to ask that question? You would think there would be uniform solidarity. There typically always is. Yep. So I guess in this case, what what can we say? Maybe it's maybe it's anti uh, bisexuals. I don't know what it is. It's anti something. Wow. It's something. She wow. hates somebody. Do you know it's hom- it's homophobia mm-hmm. and it's sexism. That's what it is. Huh. Those two things: homophobia, sexism. What else could it be? Nothing. There's nothing else. Other than those two things, Cynthia Nixon would be the governor, the next governor of New York. Absolutely. There's just no question. There's nothing else it could be. So we don't even talk about any other possibility. Covered everything. Um, Elon Musk kind of taking on the media right now. It's it's interesting because he actually tweeted out something, a, a tirade on the media, and said, hey, you know what? This is what got Donald Trump elected because you people are such idiots. (laughs) And it's gotten people to start thinking that maybe Elon Musk is somewhat uh, conservative. And he just had a huge battle back and forth with a bunch of different journalists who were calling him out, and he was responding right back to them, uh, threw it right back in their faces. So I, I kind of wonder if Elon Musk is coming a little bit closer uh, to our side, which would be uh, somewhat interesting because you don't get very many of them, you know? <laughs> we don't have very many. Also, Morgan Freeman, it's just breaking news uh, right now. Just before uh, uh, Glenn Show ended, the news broke that Morgan Freeman is being accused by eight women of sexual harassment of some kind. Uh, so... Morgan Freeman would be one of the, I guess, one of the biggest Hollywood actors to be accused so far. Yeah, I mean, you've got some big producers and, uh, well, and Kevin Spacey's, I guess, a pretty big actor. Yeah. But Morgan Freeman, wow. Apparently, he likes to comment on the way women look, likes to comment on their clothing. Uh, there's been some touching involved. Uh, and again, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of inappropriate behavior, supposedly, rather than necessarily sexual harassment or assault of any kind. But in at least one case, uh, the woman says that he kept trying to lift up her skirt and asked if she was wearing underwear and she moved away. And then he tried to do it again. And she moved away again. And eventually, Alan Arkin, who was also on the set, made a comment telling him to stop. And he freaked out and didn't know what to say. <laughs> hmm. I mean, maybe you should have told him to stop. I don't know. That's... But in, in almost every one of these cases, that's what we hear. Is I, I, I can't. I couldn't. I, I wouldn't. I didn't. Why? Why? I... It's hard for me to believe that if you say, hey, stop trying to lift up my skirt, you're going to get fired from the set. If that's the case, Hollywood uh, should be shut down. They should be out of business. Every, every movie set in Hollywood should just be closed. 
if it's that bad in Hollywood that that's all it takes to get fired, uh, there's something so radically wrong that they don't deserve to be in business. Four people who worked in production capacities on movie sets with Freeman over the last 10 years describe him as repeatedly behaving in ways that women feel uncomfortable at work. Two, including the production assistant on Going In Style, uh, said there was unwanted touching. Uh, Three said he made public comments about women's clothing or bodies, but each of them said they didn't report his behavior, with most saying it was because they feared for their jobs. Instead, some of the women, both on movie sets uh, and at Revelations, said they came up with ways to combat the alleged harassment on their own, such as changing the way they dressed when they knew he would be around. CNN reached out to dozens more people who worked with or for Freeman. Some praised him, saying they never witnessed any questionable behavior or that he was a consummate professional on the set. Several other times during the investigation, when a CNN reporter contacted a person who'd worked with him to try to ask if they'd seen or been subjected to inappropriate behavior by an actor, uh, the person would immediately tell them they knew exactly who the reporter had in mind, Morgan Freeman. Some of those people were sources for the investigation, while others declined to comment further or didn't want what they said to be used in the story. Wow. I mean, this doesn't sound like, you know, just some standalone accusation. I mean, this thing's been going on as an investigation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, CNN's done a really big investigation on this. Oh, it's CNN. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, what? CNN looking into it. And, I mean, really digging fairly deep into... uh Morgan Freeman activities. The allegations of his inappropriate behavior aren't limited to the confines of his company or to movie sets. Three entertainment reporters who spoke to CNN said Freeman made inappropriate remarks <clears throat> to them during press junkets, publicity events uh, for jur- journalists who cover new films. Uh, one of the three, CNN entertainment reporter Chloe Milas co-author of this article, says she was subjected to inappropriate behavior by him more than a year ago when she interviewed him at a press junket for going in style. She was six months pregnant at the time, and Freeman, in a room full of people, including his co-stars, Alan Arkin and Michael Caine, shook Milis's hand, not letting go, while repeatedly looking her up and down and saying more than once a variation of, I wish I was there. She says he also said to her, you are ripe. Uh, What does that mean? Cameras were on and recording during one of Freeman's remarks. Boy, do I wish I was there. Uh, But not for the rest. Huh. Boy, do I wish I was, you were where? Where was he looking? I don't know. Well. Does he wish he was in her womb being born by her? Or (laughs) birthed? What where do you wish you were? Is he living or getting not dying? Not sure what that's about. That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> maybe more than inappropriate, he's just kind of weird too. Uh, maybe both. Uh, so it, it's you know the guy's eighty years old. Calm down, dude. At some some point, you just you gotta calm down. Really? Yeah, I think so. That happens. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Seems like it does. Well, we'll ask Jeffy later. He'll be here in about an hour or so. <laughs> so when does it 
Now, when down, you turned Jeffrey. 80, was there ever a time, <laughs> uh, you know, in the years after that, that you calmed down and acted more appropriately? And how long did it take? Because, <laughs> I mean, 80 wasn't, you know, just no. last week for you, Jeffy. I mean, that was... Uh, I mean, you remember back so far. far in your rear view mirror, maybe <laughs> you don't even remember that, so... <laughs> All right, uh, spring is in the air, and of course, so is a lot of pollen, so are other uh, particulates. There's a lot of mold, there's dust, and it's all floating around in your house. And if you haven't changed your filters in a while, uh, it's just making you you sick, uh, aggravating your allergies. So what you want to do is replace your HVAC filter at FilterBuy.com. I, I love this because it's so convenient. You don't have to go over to Home Depot or... Lowe's or Ace Hardware and look all over the store, try to find somebody who can direct you to the filters. And then when you get to the filters, you got to try to find the right one. You just go to filterby.com and you search on what it is you're looking for, the brand name or the Merv rating or the filter size. They carry over 600 different filter sizes uh, with custom options available too. All shipped free within 24 hours and everything's manufactured right here in America. Merv options all the way up to hospital grade. And when you take care of your system like this, it's going to last longer. And so you're not going to get some repairman coming up and say, yeah, that's, your system's broken. It's, I, I can't save it. And that's going to cost you seven grand. You don't want to hear that. Uh, so go to filter by right now. You'll save 5% if you set up auto delivery with them and then, when it's time to change your filters again, they just show up at your door, so you know it's time to change them. Save money, save time, and breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, that's me. Uh, 888-900-3393. Uh, a lot of opportunity to see some classic bands, classic acts in concert this summer. Just about everybody you've ever heard of is uh, coming to a concert date near you. James Taylor and Bonnie Raitt performing together this summer. Jacksonville, Buffalo, all over the place. John Fogarty and ZZ Top. That's an interesting combination. I would never think to put them two, those two together. Uh, Steve Miller and Peter Frampton. Love to see that. I would love to see that. Mm. Steely Dan and the Doobie Brothers would also be fantastic. Doobie Brothers have both Tom Johnston and Patrick Simmons back, but not Michael McDonald. And of course, as far as Steely Dan's concerned, Walter Becker, the co-founder, is we lost him. Hmm? And I think his son is part of uh, Steely Dan now. Jeff Beck and Paul Rogers from Free and Bad Company. That'd be awesome. You know what else might be awesome for you to check out? What? One mile from here. July uh, 21st. July 21st. Mm-hmm. Foreigner? Foreigner. Yeah. They're coming. The, but the, Are you going? No. It, Lou Graham is not in the band anymore. Whatever. 
They missed their opportunity with me. Lou Graham is gone. But you heard it was a good. I did. Singer. I did hear it. Yeah. So. so maybe I will. I don't know. Somebody made the point that uh, they were listening to your uh, "Who's That?" Uh, "What's That?" "Who Pays Your Salary?" Yeah. Apparently, you're going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Foreigner as well. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would be kind of cool, actually. I, I, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> uh, Def Leppard and Journey are coming, and I do have tickets to that. Wow. Yeah. Breaking news. Uh-huh. Huh. Uh-huh. That's, I think, sometime in August we're going to that here in the uh, DFW. Mm. Def Leppard also not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Journey just was inducted, I think, last year. Mm. Very recently. Hollow Notes and Train. That is a weird combination. Oh, yeah. I really like Train. Do you like Train? Well, Train, before they <clears throat> made it big, they opened up for Better Than Ezra. So that's where I first saw them. Okay. And um, to see that transfer, who were they with again? Hollow Notes. That is an interesting Very combination. Very interesting combination. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, both really good acts. I love Train and I, I love Hollow Notes. Yeah, I just. But you don't. Normally, put those two together. Train got so overplayed for me, so I just meet. Yes, they were okay, but yes. then it was just like, all right, give me a decade off, and then I'll come back to you. I know, but I've taken a decade off of listening to Train, so I'm ready to hear him again. Okay, uh, Rod Stewart and Cindy Lauper. If you're lost, you can look, and you will find her. Um, she'll be right there in Seattle. She'll be in Los Angeles at the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, time after time, you'll you'll see her there. Um, well, she'll Chicago. Be waiting. She's mm-hmm. gonna be waiting. Yeah, she'll, she'll be waiting. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Chicago and REO Speedwagon will be performing this summer. Wow. At a place near you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago's another one where, because Peter Satir is not in the band, I, I wouldn't bother. Mm-hmm. Um, but REO Speedwagon, I think they're pretty well intact. Love to see them. Uh, U2 is coming. Now, that should interest you. You love... Don't you love YouTube? Yeah, but they're not coming to Dallas, I don't think. Oh, they're not? I don't think so. I checked that, but I missed them last time. It was I'm bitter, okay, Pat? Just leave me alone. I'm going right, to my sorry. pomegranate seeds sorry. over here while I sulk. Uh, here's a couple places. May 2nd in Tulsa. How far is Tulsa from here? And then they're going to be in Uncasville, Connecticut. That's a little Who further doesn't go away. There? Who doesn't go there, though? And then they're heading to Europe, so yeah. Tulsa's probably your best <clears throat> bed. Oh, boy, I've never heard that line. <laughs> Tulsa's probably your best bet. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, Robert Plant. Mm. I wouldn't mind seeing him. Who's with him? <clears throat> Nobody. He's by himself. Jeff Lynn and ELO. Oh, man, would I love that. I would love to see them. I would have loved to see them, seen them in the, in their prime. when They used to go with that uh, UFO set, you, mm. you know, uh, that took like 18 semis to get around or whatever. It was an amazing production. So, huh, wait a minute. So you're telling me that, that that wasn't a U2 original when they were they had their little lemon spaceship thingy? No. 20, okay. No, that wasn't. That was an ELO original. My bad. The Eagles are performing again again this year, uh, going out in the summer. Of course, without Glenn Fry, but his son Deacon and Vince Gill are filling in for him. Vince Gill? That's kind of weird. Ozzy Osbourne? Guy, that, guy, guy he doesn't know where he is. Can he really perform? Does he know his songs? Uh, Sharon! Uh, where's my shoes? They're they're on your feet, Ozzy. They're, they're right there. Uh, Sharon! <laughs> <laughs> the poor guy's been through it, you know, but he put himself through it, so uh, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Roger Daltrey, 
without the Who, Mike Naismith and Mickey Dolans from the Monkees are going to be out. Nice. Leonard Skinner, Steven Tyler, Alice Cooper, and in some cases with Ace Freely from Kiss. So a lot of cut. Who would you most like to see if you had the chance? That you have, haven't already that seen? That you haven't already seen, necessarily. But who would you most want to see if you could? For Ron, it'd be Alice Cooper. Really? Okay. He was just here not too long ago because uh, Natasha, who used to work here, was a producer for the Glenn Beck program. Uh, she went to Alice Cooper like 800 times. I think I, that was my estimation as well. 800. Yeah. yeah. And we may be lowballing <clears throat> that number. I think so. Because, I mean, she's literally been to many, many, many Alice Cooper concerts. Uh, but I, I, maybe, I've seen Boston already once, 1979. Um, but I, I've never seen Journey in concert. That would be kind of, that would be fun. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to though, because they're playing with Def Leppard. So that's going to happen, but not with Steve Perry. It kind of sucks. Mm. But But you're going. Uh, who, who would it, would it be you two for you? Have you ever seen you two? I've seen you two. Oh, you have? Um, Uh, okay. I really don't know, but, uh, I know there's a concert that you don't know that you want to see. There is that um, I will totally. You and I, if we make this trip, that I'm about to tell you, it's going to be some obscure oh, band yeah. that oh, nobody's ever awesome. heard of. And you're it is the me greatest show. No. First of all, better than Ezra is a great show. Okay, that I actually like, is. Very I actually good. like better than. Okay, Ezra. so we can put that on the back burner. But let's go yeah. to Atlanta on June 23rd. I'll, uh-huh. I'll pay for the concert ticket. I ain't paying for your flight though. Okay, and we'll go see the Connells play. Oh, the Connells. Yeah, you'll yeah. love that show. You will love it. Is that an Irish band? They're Irish, aren't they? They're from Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, like I said, they're Irish. You make me sad. <laughs> so we're going June 23rd? I'm thinking of somebody else. Uh, there was a band. Oh. Okay, yeah, this is the, the group you always talk you're, about. You're avoiding? That's stupid. No, I'm not going to the Connells. What? Why aren't you going to the Connells? Because I don't know who they are. The anymore. most underrated band of all time. That's don't, who they are. I don't know their band. 74, I I, 75? I don't know their music. Slack-jawed. And uh, I'm too old for concerts anyway. I no, barely not. want to go to the Def Leppard Journey what? concert. You're going to this one. We're going to, okay, then we're going to a Connell show at some point. We're going to take a road trip. You and I, it's going to be a bonding experience. We're doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. Connells. If, if I'm not there... Just go and and wait for me inside. You know the you mean meet you near the garbage can at the front. Yeah, and I'll right. I'll meet you there. And you know in the mosh pit, we'll I'll come up there and I shall not. And be I'll in a find mosh you. Pit. There's I'll no mosh you. pit at a Connell's <laughs> concert. This is a band I listen to. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, we're going. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We got to get into this Alex Jones situation too because he's being sued again. Again. <laughs> it's like a hobby. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> Another defamation lawsuit filed against InfoWars um, and Alex Jones for claiming that the shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary was a hoax. Hmm. According to the suit, which was obtained by the Huffington Post, family members of six victims of the massacre, in which 20 young children were killed and one FBI agent, are suing uh, Alex Jones... Through their attorney, uh, the suit says Alex Jones does not, in fact, believe that the Sandy Hook shooting was a hoax, and he never has. Nevertheless, time again, Jones has accused Sandy Hook families 
who are readily identifiable of faking their loved ones' deaths and insisting that the children killed that day are actually alive. Now, I for the purpose of the lawsuit, maybe they have to establish that he didn't believe what he was saying, that he's doing it with malice. Because I, it's not true that he never believed Sandy Hook was a hoax. Uh, we have we have some proof of that, so I would imagine he yeah. does as well. If they're going to include that in the lawsuit, maybe you take that part out because yeah. I think he did believe Sandy Hook was a hoax. Yeah, he that's totally a weird statement did. to make, right? He totally did. He absolutely, he made the statement. We'll play it for you mm-hmm. uh, next on Packer Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah! Welcome! Yeah! Yeah. It's like a, I'm in a concert. You ready for a Connell's? Yeah! Yeah, you ready for a Connell's concert? Ready for a Connell's concert. When are we going? Yeah! Well, I can't. Why not? What do you mean you can't? I can't. That day, I'm booked. <coughs> Solid. There are other dates. That no, that do- date too. Gosh, darn it. I wish I, I could. I haven't even told you what uh, the other- That one as well. Good God! Oh, I'd love to go see them too, because they're the most- underrated band in history and i'd love to cheer him on but all those dates i'm just booked i'm feeling mocked i God, swear if a ding darn ding no, comes out of no you, dang darn uh, what? dang ah it's so important to me too to you know to sort of verify what you've been saying about the connells by going to one of the concerts and listening to it for myself and understanding i just wish i could i can't so i'm not going to but uh, that, that hurts. Too bad. That really hurts. Just, there's no reason for it to hurt. I'm going to drug you, and you're going to wake up in a mosh a, pit at a Connell's concert. Oh at some wow! Point. And then I'm going directly to CNN, and I'm going to tell him uh, he put something in my drink. All of a sudden, I woke up, and my shirt was half undone, and I was at a Connell's concert. I <laughs> I didn't want to, and he insisted I call him Mr. I, Cosby. I, I didn't say anything to him at the time because. <laughs> 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 Why not, Mr. Gray? I, I liked the Connells, and so I didn't say anything <laughs> it was to worth him at the, the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three with your thoughts. Okay, we were talking about uh, yes. the Sandy Hook situation with Alex Jones. He's mm-hmm. being sued by six of the families. I mean, it's so despicable what he was saying about Sandy Hook, that they were crisis actors oh. that... Well, I'll let him say it because he said plenty here. And and it's interesting because in the defamation lawsuit, they state this. Alex Jones does not, in fact, believe that the Sandy Hook shooting was a hoax and he never has. Why they included that, I don't know. Maybe they have to establish that to establish malice of forethought. 
Uh, nevertheless, time and again, Jones has accused Sandy Hook families who are readily identifiable of faking their loved one's deaths. Well, here's what Jones said, plain and simply on the air. They have staged events before, but then you learn the school had been closed and reopened and you got video of the kids going in circles in and out of the building and they don't. I mean, that's so weird. I, that explanation, and he used it all the time. Then got the video of them going in circles. And it was so specific. It's not what? like he just said, well, there's some that think it might be a setup. Or You know what he's talking about with that? Going in circles? I don't know if there's like footage of kids walking, walking no in idea. circles. Yeah, I should verify. I've never. <laughs> Come on. They'll call no. the rescue choppers for two hours and mm-hmm. then they tear the building down and seal it. And they, they get caught it. using blue screens and screens. Uh, a, a email by Bloomberg comes out in a lawsuit. Somebody should sue him for slurring his ashes. Stop slurring your ashes. It's offensive to me. And I want it to stop. It's like unnecessary H placement. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. He's telling his people, get ready in the next 24 hours to capitalize on a shooting. Uh, Yeah, so Mm -hmm. Sandy Hook is a synthetic, completely fake, with actors, in my view, manufactured. Okay. In his view... It's completely manufactured fake with actors. Uh, I don't know. Does, does that sound like he believes it's a hoax or not? I don't know. I, and I don't know if this is helping him or not, but it's the truth. Yeah, he, he said it openly and clearly on the air. Couldn't believe it at first. I knew they had actors there, clearly, but I thought they killed some real kids. And it just shows how bold they That's are. What an unbelievable. That they clearly... Used actors. I mean, they even wow. ended up using photos of kids killed in mass shootings here in a fake mass shooting in Turkey. What? Good gosh, that's amazing. Oh, good golly. Those poor families who are subjected to that. And, you know, the lemmings that listen to him believe that stuff. They just believe it because that's... That's what they do. They've been trained to believe all the stuff that he says and leads them down these primrose paths. How could you pull that off? If you stopped and think, thought about what it would take to pull something like that off, none of those people could live in the community anymore. All of the people who are saying they lost children would have to leave or not be known at all to anybody. You can't fake that in the United States of America. You can't. Yeah, it's like the 9-11 hoax he talks about all the time. You can't fake that. If you actually set up the charges in the World Trade Center Tower, if you're George W. Bush and Dick, and Dick Cheney and, and Donald Rumsfeld, and you're trying to bring down the World Trade Center Towers just so you can fool Americans into going to war in Iraq, wow, first of all, You're the most evil sons of bees that have ever lived on the face of the earth. Secondly, you're going to have a lot of work to do covering this thing up. Because on the one hand, Bush was so incredibly stupid and inept, he couldn't get anything done. On the other hand, he's he's a diabolical genius who pulled this off. (laughs) He he rigged 210-story towers to implode on themselves? While both buildings are occupied, and then somehow uh, got rid of everybody involved who helped him do it.
because somebody would eventually talk somewhere down the line. Well, you're covering for him right now, so you're obviously in on it as well. Well, I work for the CIA, as does Glenn Beck. And uh, for a while, we've been, we were paying off uh, popular mechanics until the CIA brought them into their operation as well. So mm, He's admitting it right yeah, now. That's right. I mean, there's no sense in denying it anymore. Is that why you're too busy to go to a Connell's show? Is because you're too busy? It's one doing of the reasons. Covert ops for the CIA. Yeah, it's one of the reasons. So, yeah. The other reason is I, I just don't want to go to a concert with you. Okay, uh, then but, don't go. Uh, then I won't go to that. <laughs> you have no way out, man. <laughs> well, you're not a smooth spy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, I'm not really. Am I? Mm-mm. I need to go back maybe to Quantico or to Langley and uh, relearn some things they taught me uh, in the beginning because <laughs> I've forgotten some of my training. I'm not very good at covering this stuff up. No. Dang it. Darn, dang, darn. There it is. Uh Uh, All right. Also, we've been talking about uh, Morgan Freeman today, who's in some hot water. Although, I keep seeing that, uh, you know, some of these guys have actually done criminal activity. Certainly in the case of Bill Cosby, who's about to be sentenced for the criminal activity of, of rape that he was found guilty of. Um, was it rape or did it wind up sexual assault? I'm not, I'm not positive on that, but they keep saying that, uh, Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein are going to face charges that, that they're looking into, to charging them with something. And man, it's been over, it's, has it been a year now of that? You've been looking into it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought... Charge them already. I thought a couple weeks ago, I saw some headline, charges pending. Yes, yeah. but I've seen that a million times. Charges pending against Harvey Weinstein, and it just doesn't happen. So I wonder if the same thing will will be the case with um, Morgan Freeman. Uh, do we have the Morgan Freeman Hillary Clinton ad? Is that ready? Not yet. Okay. So in a few minutes, we're going to play the... Uh, the Morgan Freeman ad that Hillary Clinton had him voice, which is going to come back to bite her now because it's going to be a little bit embarrassing. Uh, of course, there's no shame anymore from any of these leftists, so I'm sure they won't be embarrassed by it. Also, iconic black musician, uh, Wynton Marsalis, who has won a Pulitzer Prize in his own right. He's uh, Wasn't he, uh, Pulitzer Prize for music. Was he with Jay Leno before... Kevin Eubanks, wasn't it him? Was he? Ah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Hang on, I should have looked first. Sorry. Continue. That's a. He was a pretty big star to be performing with uh, with Leno on the Tonight Show. Uh, hang on. Pulitzer Prize winning, uh, Grammy winning jazz trumpeter, been in the public consciousness for you know thirty years, had some critical things to say about the black community he's part of, including. Something we talked about the other day. Rap and hip-hop music, more damaging than a statue of Robert E. Lee. When it comes from Wynton Marsalis, it means a lot more than if it comes from me. Because nobody's going to listen to me say that. Ah, yeah, some old white guy. What do you know? When Wynton Marsalis says it, who's black and a revered jazz musician, that carries some weight. It was um, Branford Marsalis. So I got them mixed up. Got my Marsalis oh. mixed up there. Wow, anyway. was that stupid? What a dumb mistake. Wow. Yeah. You must be embarrassed. Guilty. <laughs> you know, the audio of that is in your email, by the way. 
Uh, okay, so we'll get back to this, but I want to show you this Morgan Freeman thing first, okay. since we got into that anyway, and now it's ready. Okay. Here's, here's the commercial that uh, Morgan did for the Hillary Clinton campaign. This is fine. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. Her church taught her to do all the good you can for all the people you can mm. for as long as you can. After law school, she could have joined a high-priced law firm. She could have. But instead, she worked to reform juvenile justice in South Carolina. Oh, wow. Exposed racism in Alabama schools. Yeah. Registered Latino voters in Texas. Incredible. And provided legal aid to families in Arkansas. Her life's work has been about breaking barriers. And so would her presidency. Which is why for every American who's not being paid what they're worth, who's held back by student debt, or a system tilted against them, and there are far too many of you. She understands that our country can't reach its potential unless we all do. Together. Together. A stronger country. Mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton, she's everywhere you want to be. All I can think of is is Visa when he talks. Cause... <laughs> and they don't accept Republicans. <laughs> they only accept Hillary. Uh, that's going to be a little embarrassing. Now, they, they of course, they're not going to play that anyway because she's not running anymore. Wait but... a minute. I have an out for him if I'm his uh, lawyer, Morgan Freeman. Okay, so What is it? He said he wanted to be there. Remember, we couldn't figure out where there was earlier. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the CNN girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's mm-hmm. he's everywhere he wants to be. Right. So, I mean, he could just been saying that about anything. I'll bet he uses that explanation. Why not? It'll work like a charm, I'm Mm. sure. I would. (laughs) It's just kind of interesting because almost all the people being accused here are Democrats. Mm -hmm. They're liberals. They're progressive. But these, on the other hand, are all the people that are fighting so Mm -hmm. hard for women and women's (laughs) rights and breaking them out of the glass ceiling and helping them get to where they need to be and realize their full potential. Yeah, well, after we're we're done sexually assaulting them and degrading them. Hashtag you're doing it wrong. Yeah. uh, It's despicable, these hypocrites. 888-900. 3393 more pack gray unleashed is uh well inevitable uh meantime here's brad staggs i thought we'd play since it's uh you know kind of we're on the verge of a weekend a big long weekend uh that we play a little uh game of uh, match game wait hold on before you do that will you go to a connell's concert with me um i you know i have all their albums and uh-huh. and um okay i don't like you guys <laughs> Have you listened to them so much? This is my situation. I've heard them so much, I'm kind of tired of them. Uh, Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I need a little break. Yeah, Yeah. I was thinking just something a little different. If it was something a little different, I'd say yes. Unfortunately, sorry. But in the meantime, you want to play match Mm -hmm. game? Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's time to play match game. All right. All right, so here are your four choices. you got water, you've got calamine lotion, you've got a Mm -hmm. pair of scissors, and you have the Wax RX system. All right? Yeah. So water, calamine lotion, Scissors, wax are Well, immediately I'm gravitating toward the scissors. Scissors, yeah. You know. Most people do. But yeah. you, okay, so let's just say this is one of the most common maladies <laughs> over Memorial Day. Yeah. Food poisoning. Okay. All right, so what would most doctors say you'd have close to you if you had food poisoning? It's kind of a home remedy. Would it be water, calamine lotion, scissors, or wax RX? I'm still gravitating toward a the bucket. scissors. Okay. You, uh, so. you could use the scissors to cut yeah. open and you uh-huh. know, get rid and of the... And drain the Yes, that's a good answer. However, it's not right. Oh, uh, if you were going to have mm. one of those four things at uh, at home nearby, should be the 
water. The, oh, the water. Food poisoning. Okay. Water. It dehydrates you, oh. so you should be able to take some water okay. as you get dehydrated. See, I'm dumb. So. Yeah, well, I don't know this. We're not, to, we're not I, very good at this I game. I tried to make it easy. Yeah. Hard. Bug we're, bites. Another yeah. big thing happens. Scissors. Them. <laughs> you could. You could, in fact, if the bug was lodged into you, use the scissors to cut the bug off. However, uh-huh. if you had, let's say, of the you know of the three remaining things, the calamine lotion, the scissors, or the wax RX system. Calamine lotion. Wow, you... I get it? You got that one right. Yes! Wow, it yes. You got that one right! It's not as hard as it looks, Pat. Wow. Jeez, this is really good. This is the best sound effects applause we have. Because mm-hmm. it um, actually is applause. Right, <laughs> exactly. Now, let's say, and this is one of the uh, top uh, maladies that doctors see when they, uh, over Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. you go and you have an earache. Oh, no. You have an earache at home, mm-hmm. you know, swimmer's ear maybe, because you're swimming all weekend long. I hate that. Me too. Oh, my gosh. I it is that. painful. Because then you kind of hear yourself in your head, uh-huh. like, like and you're coming from a tunnel inside your head. Nobody wants like to that. hear themselves in their head. No, they don't. Especially us. Right. So if you have a, an earache, would you want, of the two things left, a pair of scissors? Oh. Mm-hmm. Scissors. Or the wax RX system. Scissors. Yeah, now I guess scissors this time. I'm going to go this time? Mm-hmm. This time. Um, wax RX system or a pair of scissors for, uh, for an earache. I'm going way out mm-hmm. on a limb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say the wax RX. <laughs> wow. Did he get it? I can't believe did he get it? it. He did it. Yes. That is amazing. He did it. Doesn't you take know, me that long, man. I learned. Seven out of ten people choose the scissors. <laughs> and uh, sadly, and that's it's, uh, wrong. It's, it really is wrong. You're doing it wrong. Yes, you really are. So if you want to be prepared for Memorial Day weekend, go to usewaxrx.com. Use that promo code radio for free standard shipping and have the kit when you need it. Usewaxrx.com. And thanks for playing Match Game Woo-hoo! 2018. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on the Twitters uh, from the Fair Brother. Do you think some of these Me Too, some of this Me Too nonsense is just another attack on masculinity? Some women are flattered by a guy being forward. <laughs> yes, if they say stop it, you should stop. But it sounds like another war waged on the male psyche. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know delegitimize mm-hmm. the really bad experience. Every case is different. Of an awful lot of women. But yes, do I think some of it's been exaggerated or lied about? Yeah, absolutely. I do. Um, and we've seen it happen. So there's, I mean, there's proof. And, and there might be agendas on the part of some people. There might be vendettas on the part of some people. I think that... In some cases, uh, details have been embellished, but I also think in some cases we don't know the half of some of the stuff that's happened. Yeah. And, and the other worse. thing is we're not, you know, it's not like, it, it's almost as if we expect nothing from women. Like they're so weak. They're such weaklings. They can't stand up for themselves. Well, why are we playing into that mentality too? There are, I, I think the vast majority of women are very strong. And when something like this comes up, they put a stinking stop to it. And when you do that, it's just going to make things better. If somebody was harassing my wife in the workplace, 
uh, she works in the home. But if she was if she was in the workplace and somebody was ha- harassing, I, I, they'd pull back a bloody stump trying to touch her. <laughs> <laughs> She'd beat them silly if they were saying inappropriate things to her. I know she would demand they stop that. And it's pretty tough to keep it going, especially if you're in public, when a woman has categorically, uh, unceremoniously put you in your place and told you to knock it off. Uh, DMXDM tweets, I'd rather be on the receiving end of a habanero enema than go to a James Taylor concert. (laughs) So you're a fan then. I'm, I take it of of James Taylor's or maybe the habanero maybe enemies, I don't enemies know. I, uh, mm-hmm. uh, from Seh S-E-H H uh, I saw Ozzy at Sturgis if you drink enough he's not that bad <laughs> I actually kind of like Ozzy some of it you know Crazy Train's a great song some of the Sabbath stuff like Iron Man's good uh, Toby McAvoy I'm confused is it traffic and weather together every three and a quarter minutes on the 11s no it's like every six minutes on the fives. Wait, is it really? Yes. No, I'm sorry. I I mixed it up. It's every five minutes on the sixes. So that's where we're going with it. I mean, I'm today. not good at math, so I, I feel right. dumb every time I you know have trouble comprehending. I hear you. I hear you. So it's I really all right. Okay. It's all right. We'll uh, we'll be patient. We'll work with you. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, back to the Winton Marsalis thing. <clears throat> this guy is iconic. In the black community, in um, in the in the jazz community, big 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 jazz musician musician for a long long time, and apparently he's had enough of some of this nonsense with uh, the rappers and rappers like Kendall, what's his face the other day, Kendrick Lamar, yeah Kendrick Lamar pulling the girl, the white girl up on stage and and expecting her not. To rap the the lyrics that he wrote because it said the N word. Well, if you don't want people saying the N word, don't put it in your lyrics. How about that? Anywhere, it, 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 here's some of what Winton had to say about the situation. Said it a little bit better in uh, my dreams. Here. It had no impact. I've said it. I've repeated it. I still repeat it. To me, that's more. That's more damaging than a statue of Robert E. Lee. Okay, so rap music with the N-word in it mm-hmm. and with the uh, ugly lyrics they write. About women. More yeah. more damaging than a statue of Robert E. Lee. Brilliant point. Mm-hmm. So true. You can't have a pipeline of film be your de- default position. And, you, and it's free. <laughs> now, the nation is entertained by that. Mm-hmm. It's not free. Just like the toll of Minstrel Show took on Black folks and all white folks. Now all this it is bitch that hold that. It's just a fact at this point. Wow. For me, it was it was not a default position in the eighties. Now that it is the default position, how you like me now? You like what is yielding? Hmm. If you something is wrong with you, need your head examined if you like this. And uh, good for him. That's not that's we we it was like almost like adults left the room or something. I mean that's that's not an easy position for a black man to take Mm-mm. it would be a lot easier for him to just be quiet and uh enjoy his fame and his fortune and he makes the point he's been saying this since 1985 he's been consistent the culture has completely slid away and he has said the entire time 
guys, this is not the yeah. kind of stuff we need. And and he's exactly right. And fortunately, because he's black and because he's so respected, that carries some weight. And read that, that, really that first some line there. He says, it's not free. What does he say? He says, it's not free. Look at what's happened to society. Yeah. You can't have a pipeline of filth be your default position, and it's free. That's so great. Now, the nation is entertained by that, but it's not free. Just like the toll the minstrel show took on black folks and on white folks, now all this N-word stuff, this be that, hold that, it's just a fact at this point. Thank you, Wynton Marcellus, for saying it. Thank you for bringing some sense, common sense and decency to this discussion. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here as well. 888-900-3393. Just can't get over this uh, statement by Wynton Marcellus. The audio was a little bit distorted because of, was it a podcast he was saying that on? It was. Uh, but the, the audio didn't turn out really well. Yeah, some podcasts, you know, they use like a speakerphone or something like that. And that's kind of what happened there. Yeah. Uh, here he says... So let me repeat this, because this is really great stuff. You can't have a pipeline of filth be your default position, and it's free. Now the nation isn't entertained by that. It's not free. Just like the toll the minstrel show took on black folks and on white folks. Now all this N-word this, B-word that, ho this, ho that, it's just a fact at this point. For me, it was not a default position in the 80s. Now that the, now that it is the default position, how you like me now? You like what it's yielding? Something is wrong with you. You need your head examined if you like this. It's almost like adults left the room or something. Amen. Boy, it sure is. Uh, Wenton Marcellus continued. Um, I don't like it, and it doesn't matter that I don't like it, and I recognize that. But I'm from the civil rights movement. I was called an N-word. And I'm not talking about that in my neighborhood, which, of course, that went on. Uh, I'm talking about just me. I don't like the fact that drums, uh, I don't like the fact of drums going away. I don't like my, I don't mind the computers. They're fine, but they can't replace the people. Um, My words are not that powerful. I started saying in 1985, I don't think we should have music talking about N-words and B-words and hoes. It had no impact. I've said it. I've repeated it. I still repeat it. To me, that's more damaging than a statue of Robert E. Lee. I feel that that's much more of a racial issue than taking Robert E. Lee's statue down. There's more N-word in that than there is in Robert E. Lee's statue. That's just great stuff. 
His, wor- his words are so powerful because he's a respected black man who has been successful for a really long time. He's, he's one of the great musicians on the face of the planet, and everybody knows it. And finally, he's in- injected some common sense into the discussion. Jeez, it's nice to see. Man, That I mean, doesn't that feel good when you see somebody like that? It's like, yeah. oh, God, thank you. It's like manna from heaven. Because uh, you typically feel alone. Yes. It's just like, wow, am I the only yeah. one that sees a problem with this now? I mean, <laughs> right. And so somebody comes along that's got some street cred, and you're like, okay. It's good. awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's awesome. Meanwhile, Morgan Freeman being accused of about, by about eight women of sexual harassment or inappropriate behavior has apologized already. Mm. It's interesting to me that all these guys just kind of fold. I mean, there's been one or two who haven't, but almost in every case, they just say, yeah, sorry. <laughs> there's a little more to it, a little more nuance here with Morgan Freeman. He said, anyone who knows me or has worked with me knows I'm not someone who would, in- who would intentionally offend or knowingly make anyone feel uneasy. I apologize to anyone who felt uncomfortable or disrespected. That was never my intent. Well, no. I mean, your intent was to get your jollies. We all understand that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you rolled the yeah. dice and you lost. Your intent was to come on to women and uh, just... By accident offended them, I guess. So, yeah, CNN just did this. Uh, they're doing a pretty in-depth report on it. Eight women accused the actor of unwanted touching and harassment. They spoke to eight other women who say they witnessed the behavior on film sets or while promoting his m- movies and also at his production company, which is called uh, Rele- Relevations Entertainment. He, um, The biggest thing I think they've the most... Uh, the most shared experience among these women is apparently unwelcome remarks about their appearance or their clothes. And some reported... <laughs> what? This is where it gets to the point where... You could, really? Okay, what? Hold on, hold on. Some reported. I gotta, I gotta find... Okay, see if you can see what... What paragraph we in? Uh, two. Two? Okay. <laughs> women said he would make unwelcome remarks about their appearance or their clothing. And some reported... He would stare at them. Okay. Is that now a crime? <laughs> I can't stare at an attractive woman. I mean, I know you, it can get creepy. Uh-huh. But come on. He stared at you? That's like my kids in the back seat and one of them's complaining, he, he's looking at me. He won't stop looking at me. <laughs> okay. Well, don't look at him. That's, don't look at him. And I got to be honest. I'm not... This isn't a punchline. That's literally every day here with Jeffy, male or female. He's sitting out here in the middle area, mm-hmm. and you'll be walking by at mm-hmm. a deer desk, and he'll just stare at you. Like, yeah, just, you don't look at him. You ignore him. What is that? Why is he staring? And then he gets no joy out of it. That's <laughs> what you do with Morgan Freeman. If he's staring at you, look the other way. Hmm. Now, the touch them part is a problem for sure. Each of the women said, so all, all eight did not report Freeman's behavior because they feared for their jobs. Instead, the women said they tried to come up with ways to combat the harassment on their own. Uh, I hope one of the things that comes out of this is that if you are being harassed, if you 
are being hassled, you speak up about it right away and defend yourself and say, look, stop it. I'm not going to tolerate that. I'm not going to put up with it. And if you do it again, I'm going straight to HR with this. Or in the case of Morgan Freeman, I'm going straight to the producer. And if I don't get satisfaction there, I'm going to the media. And I'm going to tell them what you're like. You're a lech. And I'm going to tell them. Wouldn't that end it? you think. You really would. Everybody's got to go through a third party these days, though. Nobody can be direct in anything. I don't, I'm not just applying it to yeah, this. Yeah, it's true. I mean, with any kind of moderate confrontation whatsoever, people just cannot handle it. And it's bad enough that you're not reporting it, but you're not reporting it in some of these cases for 30 years. Some of them have been 40 years. Well, that, that doesn't work. Yeah. Frustrating. It's kind of frustrating. 888 uh, and, of course, on the Twitters in the universe there at Pat Unleashed. Uh, we were talking earlier about the NFL banning kneeling, sort of. Yeah, that's weak. I mean, it's really weak. I mean, they. I think this is only about placating the fans. and Because the, they can go to the fans now and say, well, look, we, we banned it. We did what we could do. This is so atypical of how the NFL operates. It is a... Um top-down organization. Mm-hmm. They send out decrees from New York, and then you have to follow along. I mean, this is the league that cracks down on, oh, your socks aren't high enough. It's not, hey, teams, uh, police people's socks being too high. Didn't um, didn't Terrell Owens get fined for pulling that uh, Sharpie out of his sock? Uh-huh. And the cell and phone, then yeah. And signing the football? Yeah. yeah that so was they will fine a guy for doing that. The league, not the team. Yes. <laughs> but this yes. way, now it's on the teams with this new policy. Just amazing. I mean, you talk about the ultimate punt, pun intended, by the way, uh, but that's exactly what that was. Yeah, it is. You guys deal with it. Yep. And we'll just, yeah, whatever. I Look, mean, we covered our butts here. Just uh-huh. now you deal with it as a team. Uh, here's what Goodell had to say about this. Was what if, happens if, if, um, if anyone is on the field and is disrespectful to the anthem or the flag, uh, there would be a, a fine from the league against the team. Uh, the team will have Ooh. its own work rules, will be consistent with the overall policy, oh, wow. and they will make their own decisions about how to manage that from there on the club level. Mark Maskey, Washington Post. Roger, given the way the policy is, is structured and worded, is it your expectation out of this that this will end all protests by players during the anthem on the sideline? Um, or is there, in your mind, is there leeway there for a particular leeway. owner or a particular club for, to decide that they want to allow that? No, not from a club. And as uh, I think was said before, all 32 clubs uh, uh, want to make sure that during the, the moment of the anthem and the flag, that that is a very important moment to all of us uh, as a league, as clubs, uh, personally, and to our country. Uh, and that's a, a moment that we want to make sure is done in a very respectful fashion. And that, uh, that was something that was uh, very strongly held in the room. Uh, we think that we've come up with a balanced uh, uh, process here and a procedure and policy uh, that will allow those players who feel that they can't stand for the anthem to uh, stay in the locker room. Um, and oh, okay. there's no mm-hmm. penalty for that, but we are mm-hmm. going to encourage all of them to be on the field. We'd like all of them to be on the field and stand at attention. Jonathan Jones, Sports Illustrated. Hey, Roger. Uh, who's the arbiter of respect for the flag 
what would be considered disrespect for the flag and the anthem mm. and why why would the league and the owners kind of willingly attempt to police something that is subjective like this well i think uh the general public has a very strong view of what respect for the flag is in that yep. moment. Uh, we have language in our policy that talks about that, standing at attention with hats off and focused. Um, and I think uh, the general arbiter will be the clubs and, and the league, okay. mm -hmm. and we'll work with our players and get their viewpoint also. Okay, sure. There you go. I, I, and again, you get the uh, the liberal sports writers, who's, it, that last guy, his position's pretty clear. Now, why would you do this? Why would you make it? Who's the arbiter? Shut up. <laughs> I mean, come on. That kind of leadership, by the way, uh, Roger Goodell, $40 million a year. $40 million a year. He just signed a five-year deal, $40 million a year. $200 million contract is what that guy has. He's got to be, if not the highest paid, certainly in the top five or ten highest paid CEO types. That's not his... That's not the title of his position, but how many CEOs make more than $40 million a year in salary? That's not stock options. And, you know, you get some deals from some of these guys in Ready? in uh, the oil industry or whatever where they'll make $200 million in a year, but that's salary. So, Ginny Rometty, IBM, $96 million. Whoa, really? Mm -hmm. $96 million in salary, or is that stock options and... Total compensation. Okay, so yes. salary. Okay, I'm that sorry. I believe. Yeah. Salary is going to be a lot less. So this than breaks that. it down. One point six million. See, okay. that's what I'm saying. Okay, who else? But ninety million altogether. Ninety six. That's pretty good money. Mm -hmm. It's a good gig. Number four guy. Maybe you've heard of Tesla's Elon Where do, Musk. Where do I apply mm -hmm. for? Uh, is that Exxon Mobil? You said. Uh, that would be IBM. Oh, IBM. Mm -hmm. Where do I apply for IBM? And it's chairman? a woman. <gasps> we oh, pay my. a woman that. Oh. Oh man. Cannot allow this to continue. <laughs> in fact, I don't even want to. There's no man who's wow. equal in pay there. Mm -mm, That's no. really bad. Okay. There's, a, there's a few higher in there. Elon Musk, total compensation 99.7. So we're moving up now. Um, and his what's his salary? Does it say? <laughs> oh, shut up. His salary is 45000 His optional award is $99 million. <laughs> so it. he gets a salary every year of $45,000. That's called avoiding income tax. But I <laughs> and, then, Ow. and then his compensation is $99 million. Mm -hmm. That's a game they're playing. Number three there. is uh, Sundar Pichai. I don't know. I Google love guy. Yeah. Yeah. Total yeah. compensation, $106 million. Wow. Salary of $650,000. Stock awards, $105,000. <laughs> Pension deferred and other three seventy-two. dollars Number two on the list, Tim Cook with Apple. Total compensation, 150 million. Salary is uh, 3 million. Bonus, mm. 5.3 million. Okay. And stock awards, 141 million. That's amazing. Number one, Mark Lore, Walmart, uh, US, e commerce, uh, total compensation, $236 million. Salary is, is a measly, $346,000. $346, Bonus of a million. Acquisition awards, $235 million. Pension deferred. 26,000, I don't know. And you were number six on this, by the way. They, yeah. they just cut it off at five. <laughs> yeah. That IBM lady. Uh, uh, so but, but so Goodell might be the highest paid salary-wise. Yeah. He might be the highest paid. Yeah, but he also has some options, too. 
Um, the that, ticket higher than that. Yeah, that why would my computer allow me to uh, employ the back button? Well, it wouldn't. Uh, let's see. His thing, $200 million, uh, if all incentives. Okay, so that's at $40 million times five, right? Yes, but that's just the five-year deal. He has the plane, right? He has a plane that he can just... Oh, did they throw that re- in? I thought that was part of it, yeah. yeah. Anyway, this article is lacking that's, regardless. It's a really good job. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my really dream job, job, my dream job growing up, and I would love to do it even one year today, is to be the NFL schedule maker. That, that would be hard. They though. used to do that. I, I, there was a radio interview when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I was fascinated. It was, a, it was talking about a whiteboard or something where they, where they were writing it out. They didn't have the computers and stuff. They would mm-hmm. literally just do it by hand. That's what I want. That would take a while. But now they just let a computer do it. It's boring. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Edit Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, you know, losing weight and keeping it off is a real struggle. And then when you get to a certain age, like middle age, it's so hard. It is so hard. This week I've been so frustrated because uh, I'll eat nothing during the day. At least that's my perception. And I'll weigh the same the next day. And then I'll eat nothing. Or next to it, That's and then healthy. I'll wear way the same. But this is where Riduzone comes in because if you're going through that and you're just shoveling sand and you're not getting ahead, um, it boosts your metabolism so that you burn the fat and lose the weight. So it's great. Use proper nutrition and exercise. Riduzone helps you lose weight, and more importantly, helps you keep the weight off. You're just going to, not only will you look better, you're going to feel better. And I think that's the most important part. When you don't feel like you're bloated and, you know, jammed into your clothes every day, it's just, it's a great feeling. Riduzone is also safe because it's it's a natural substance. It's FDA acknowledged. They took the good stuff in olive oil and created a patented product containing OEA, which does boost your metabolism and helps you control your appetite. So if you've hit a brick wall or you're at a plateau, go to riduzone.com and order yours today. If you enter the promo code PAT, you'll get 30% off your three-month supply. RidUZone.com, promo code PAT, 30% off a three-month supply. It's time to make it happen. RidUZone.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Hi. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple Eight Seven Two Seven B E C K at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. You just messed it up, dude. Oh, did I really? Yeah. I mean, you're living in two worlds. Oh, I understand. Gosh. What's the I, phone number in here? I am so tired, and mm-hmm. now it's just all crashing down. <laughs> <laughs> it's Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Have you been doing a lot of shows this week or something? Seems like I do a show in the morning and then a show in the midday and then another show or two down the hall on television. (laughs) It's what it seems like. It seems like it. It can't be because, you know, who's asked to do that? (laughs) (laughs) You are. Congratulations. Um, The UN has another report about fatness. (laughs) The world is becoming obese and it's a huge problem. Oh, let me see the cover sheet of that report. Oh, yeah, it is, Jeffy. Okay. Yeah, Go ahead, continue. Of course, obviously. Uh, 
They say 27 years from now, almost a quarter of the global population will be obese. That seems really low to me. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't... <laughs> so? But here's the actual thing with this. Isn't that a good thing? Wait, people have too much to eat? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> because of capitalism and the spread of it nation, uh, worldwide, really, even the socialist and communist countries are using a, a hybrid of capitalism. So instead of starving to death, instead of seeing people with distended stomachs and emaciated bodies, people now have so much food that they're getting fat? That seems like a good problem to That's have. That's a good that's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you say, yeah, first world problem, but this is not a problem. And it's for the whole world. So too much food. <laughs> too much food. Okay. Sorry. What we're being told in the 70s, as we talked about earlier this week, was that we're going to be out of food because there's too many people. We can't feed them all. We're going to run out of food. You're, they're going to have famine. Half the world's population is going to die from starvation. 60 million in the United States alone. Okay. Now it's such that they're talking about, yeah, stop eating so much. We're getting fat. Uh, wow. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean. Pretty amazing. And, and you notice it's it's these communist countries, like you said, that are adopting capitalist principles why are capitalist countries like ourselves adopting communist principles that's a weird thing isn't it yeah that's a good point uh so they're worried about the body mass index of people around the world the ratio of height to weight a person with a bmi of 24 or more is considered overweight and 30 or higher is obese a healthy bmi is from 18 and a half to 24.9 researchers said that you know, within the 27 years here, uh, 25% of the population is going to have the big 25-plus BMI. Mm. Oh, well. Wait, <laughs> I mean, 25-plus. You know, because I've heard that that is uh, not exactly a... You're not exactly a fat pig if you have a BMI of 25, are you? Yeah. No, hang on. I don't... I mean... They just said that. What, what is the average? Okay, so 24? wait a minute. No, yeah, that's what you just said, right? Yeah. The average BMI is 24? Uh-huh. So, okay. <laughs> so at 25, they start considering you overweight. Okay. I am I just put in my numbers. I'm at 23.9. Oh, are you really? Apparently. Uh, according to this Google fund chart here. I don't even want to look at mine. I don't, I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I want to know what, so, what, what but, my BMI is. I mean, I am on the I I am I am overweight. I guess I'm right at that line. Yeah, you're you're at the line. Come on, you won't be overweight until it's 25 or more. Okay, but still, I mean, hold still, on. I, just look at that. If I gain one pound, I'm fat. Oh my gosh, this is stupid. Yeah, and of course I do feel fat. <laughs> I mean, look at me. <laughs> also, uh, <sighs> let me tell you about the blue wave again because that's all we hear about in this. In this cycle, that because of the midterms coming up, where there's a blue wave, a blue wave is coming to Texas. Uh, Ted Cruz, according to the latest poll, has a seven-point lead over Beto O'Rourke. That's now, it? I think that's, that's way too low. Yeah. But is it possible that he's only seven points ahead because he's still suffering the effects of the foosball beatdown I gave him during the Iowa caucus? Probably. It, it could be that. That It might be. 
if the election were held today, according to the study, Cruz would get 47% of the vote to O'Rourke's 40. Uh, and then Jonathan Jenkins, who's an independent, would pick up 6% of the vote. So mm. without Jonathan Jenkins, I bet he'd be up 14. Well, 6%. So he'd be 13 points. Uh, 7% still undecided. So that makes it sound like, wow, this could go either way. There's no way that's going to happen. But apparently, uh, Cruz's greatest strength is in Houston, San Antonio, East Texas, South Texas. All favor him by wide margins. Can, can I just ask you for a favor, please? Mm-hmm. Between now and November, can you never again say something like, well, that's never going to happen? Yeah, because I've said that too many times. And please don't. Look what happened. Don't jinx it. But I will not be eating my underwear, and that is my vow. If Beto O'Rourke, the Irish-American with the weirdly Hispanic nickname, uh, wins this thing, I will eat my underwear. Okay? You get my personal guarantee on that. This is one that's worth eating your underwear over because it's not going to happen. Where does- and again, I said it again. Uh-huh. But it's not going to happen. Oh, here we go. It is not going to happen. Do not do this. They say O'Rourke... Has a huge lead. It's like 71 to 19 in El Paso County and in Austin, of that's, course. Okay. Well, look, that's where but, he lives. Uh, of course. El Paso, and then that's where right? liberalism in Texas is. And lives, the Austin. liberal capital of Texas. Where is he advertising? Like, honestly, I'm not seeing. Now, I don't watch a lot. I the, don't either. The, the so ad, I don't know. Honestly, the ads that I see, and it's the same four ads. It's just the the you know how the 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 Major League Baseball, the Braves games, mm-hmm. they trigger the local ads. And it's mm-hmm. just not. There's just about four that run, and it's, I've never. I don't see like where is he? I don't see either one Do of them. See anything on local TV? No. Um, and they both have huge war chests, like uh, ten to fifteen million to spend on this thing. So we're going to be bombarded when I it gets can't a little closer. Wait for yeah, the that'll be last fun. couple months. The home stretch. Yeah, oh, it'll be yeah. fun. Uh, we're going to chew the fat with Jeffy coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, that uh, sound means it's time for chewing the fat with our friend Jeffy. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! No false advertising here. Did you say our friend? Uh, well, it's true for him. Oh, is it? <laughs> okay, darn. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do either. Hey, if you uh, hopefully uh, we won't have to see the red noses at uh, Walgreens much longer because it's National Red Nose Day. So everybody oh, that bought their <laughs> bought their red noses and donated, you can wear them today. Oh, okay. And it's National Wyoming Day. I see Keith celebrating with his uh, oh, with his Wyoming state hey, hat, which I actually like the the Wyoming state hat. It's a cool looking hat. It's too bad you can't wear it. Oh, I mean, I I. I mean, you should wear it. In the context of Wait celebrating National Wyoming Day? Why, uh, National Wyoming Day? National Wyoming oh, Day? Montana already had his day a few weeks ago, brother. What Remember about that? Texas? When do, Does every state have a day? 
I guess. Mm-hmm. I you know, I just I, I get this printed heard out. It, never heard it's of that National before. National Day. It's, it's stupid. Yeah, who does that? Who prints out some like minion for you in the middle of the night or something yes. while you're at home? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Saturday, March second, a is, person uh, that probably won't be working here any longer is is considered um, one of the National job, Texas Day. Mm-hmm. By the one way, one of the job. Uh, he's breaking one of the job rules. You know, like the NFL players that uh, it's newsworthy. have rules now, but they don't want to follow the rules. Newsworthy. Right. And I know that I, you know, it's newsworthy. We know that the players are upset with the uh, new NFL rules, and the union will probably shoot it down, and the players are going to be able to you know, do whatever they want mm-hmm. and piss anybody else off they want. But I know that they had uh, you know, Chris Long, who's been a— <laughs> This guy's an idiot. A verbal— Is that Howie uh, Long's son? I believe, yes. yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, it is. And one of the things, you know, let, he tweeted about it. He disagrees with the decision. I'll not let it silence me or stop me from fighting. Nobody's saying it has to. Right. Cr- uh, yeah. Chris. Hey, Chris, figure this out. They're talking about their private business. At their business, they want to control the fact that their employees aren't pissing off their fan base. Thank Go you. Go ahead and do whatever you want to do outside— of the stadium. I don't understand why that's so difficult. I really He's an don't. idiot. He's an idiot. And he's been long outspoken about the contempt for President Trump, remember? He wouldn't uh-huh. uh, you know, he said he wasn't going to go to the to the White House if the Eagles won. He didn't <laughs> go to the White House when the Patriots won that he was with them the year before. And his comment was, "My sons grow up and I believe the legacy of our president is going to be what it is. I don't want him to say, "Hey dad, why did you go to the White House when you knew the right thing was to not go?" If your son thinks that not going to the White House to meet the President of the United States was not the right thing to do, you failed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry you have. Mm. Whether you like the guy or not. And, and, I, and I mean that. I, I mean, the, the, it's the office that you're going there to respect. You don't have to like the guy. You don't have to shake his hand. Or maybe you do shake his hand and say, man, I do not agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you shake his hand and focus on what you're there for, and that's and that's it. That Whatever you're Whatever celebrating your is. championship, you don't have to do it politically at all, uh, right? I mean, I just I, I don't another d bag. I, I Chris Long is just he's why uh, hideous. How is that possible that he does that? I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe we've just I've just kind of I like his dad. Yeah, I do too. But I like his dad announcing and talking about football. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily know his feelings. Don't want to know. Uh, no, I, correct. I don't. I want to hear his thoughts on players and the game. Mm-hmm. And he's done a good job at that for me, and I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. And I hope that uh, his son learns his lesson. But he definitely. Won't. He mm-hmm. won't. Uh, congratulations to uh, Chris Cuomo. Um, Cuomo Prime Time. Uh, today was his last day at uh, New Day, and uh, it was a sad, sad day oh. on the set. Mm-hmm. I mean, they brought in the family and. He was wiping away tears, and the rest of the morning show were all in the background going, get out. Get out. <laughs> Can't wait. He's going to be at prime time. Good luck. I mean, he's going to be sandwiched between Anderson and Don Lemon, but he's going up against uh, Hannity and Maddow. Cuomo prime time. Good luck. Good luck. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Anderson's a pretty good lead in as far as CNN is concerned, but I don't know that he keeps them. Yeah, I mean CNN has been struggling, so we'll see, and that's uh, that's obviously their deal, right? I mean they they're trying to yeah they're get trying some to people back <laughs> yeah, and Chris Cuomo's not the guy anybody I don't think wants he is to see. Either. I don't think I don't think he is either. Um, NASA's new administrator, um, 
a former lawmaker nominated by President Donald Trump to lead the space agency, um, admitted yesterday, uh, good for him, uh, that, uh, you know what, I've changed my mind about climate change, and uh, humans are the main driver. Who admitted that? Uh, the head of NASA. The head of NASA, because he, uh, mm. he questioned uh, climate change during his, uh, during his session before he was getting nominated, and they were, he almost didn't get nominated because of it. Mm. or, or get, uh, get the position because of it. But uh, he said, yep, you know what? I, the activity is dominant cause of global warming, and I have no reason to doubt the science that comes from it. Except all the evidence to the contrary. <laughs> That's the only reason you have is all evidence. But, but good so, for him. He's just ridiculous. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I, it's like they yeah. were worried about He's not a scientist. He's not a scientist. And that was one of the concerns they had when he was uh, nominated, that he yeah. wasn't a scientist. And now, you know, maybe it works against us that he's not a scientist. Maybe. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, NASA's pretty leaning, been leaning that way for quite some time as it is with their global outreach program. And mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, they're busy. They're, They're supposed busy. to make Muslims feel better about themselves, yeah, and, and they have global warming. There's, uh, you know, because we don't have a vehicle to get into space anymore, correct, so correct. there's nothing else to do for them. Well, they've got they've got a uh, you know they've got to go ahead and uh, try to uh, reserve seating on other spaceships going into space for their NASA. Uh, you know, if you're from NASA and you want to go into space, mm-hmm. you got to hitch you, a ride. You got to hitch a ride. They need somebody to book a book a seat. Yeah, for is there like an app like where you? Yeah, would, you call yes. a Russian. Yeah. Uh, Soyuz Uber, <laughs> yeah, yes, and uh, they pick you up within fifteen twenty minutes. And maybe Elon's got you know maybe Elon's got his own little app that they they hop on SpaceX. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Elon, you know, I know he had his great uh, his great stupid little battle uh, with the media. media. I know, mm-hmm. kind of weird. I don't know why. That was great. I know. I'm not quite sure why he uh, why he's taking him on. I mean, he's they he's been kind of a love child of the media. Yeah. They've given him a lot of leeway because I mean he gets a lot of government money. That was my. Yep. I mean, that's kind of my big problem with him. Is he, you know, good for him? He's figured out a way to do it, but mm. a lot of his money comes from uh, I don't know you and me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so he's going to take on the media. But his original question, which is pretty weighted anyway, <laughs> uh, create a media cre- media credibility rating site that also flags propaganda and botnets. Check either yes, this would be good, or no, media are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he words it like a bot. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, uh, the people following Elon are going to check, of course. Uh, yes, that would be good. Well, good for you. Good for you. Uh, congratulations to a North Carolina couple, uh, Darian Nunnery of uh, Linden, North Carolina. Uh, Monday night was heading to the store, and the wife said, "Hey, pick me up a Lucky for Life ticket." Mm. <sighs> he rolls his eyes and says, oh, "I was tired of playing lottery for her so much." Gets a call on Tuesday. The wife says, "Feeling lucky." Uh, see, this is, might be a little problem with the uh, with the couple uh, because the story says the wife called and said, "Hey, do you feel lucky?" He asked what she meant. Um, aren't you as a couple? Yeah, let's absolutely. <laughs> but uh, he said, "What do you mean they won the lucky for life?" How about that? But I find it interesting that the lucky for life is only twenty five thousand dollars a year. For now, how long? For life, right? But if oh. you take the cash payout. Mm-hmm. Which he, which they did, because he's struggling. He's recovering from a brain aneurysm. He's got a lot of problems, and mm-hmm. you know, it's good for them. This mm-hmm. is, a, I mean, this is really good news for them, and, and I'm happy for them. But the lump sum for the lucky for life 
lottery was three hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Hmm. Instead of you know with twenty, it's weird that he took home two hundred and seventy four thousand dollars, <throat> almost two hundred seventy five thousand. There he is on the screen. There, um, you know. Oh. Good for him. I mean, he says the right things, right? He plans to play off the mortgage, do some home improvement projects, take care of some bills. And he said he also plans to give money to loved ones in his church. Mm. So good for him. Nice. I know. Very nice. That money's going to go fast then. You ain't lying. do all that. 274000 I mean, That won't Oof. last long. Poof. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, that's mm-hmm. dinner at Nobu mm. for me. <laughs> uh, Robert Redford uh, owned Robert restaurant? De, De Niro. That the, De Niro. Uh, yeah, not what Redford. De Niro. That... Donald Trump can't enter. And he'll walk out of if he were in there and Trump yeah. walked in. Yep. <laughs> Been banned at all no booze. Oh, no. I don't know how. I mean, has anyone has You anyone can't asked? recover from it. You can't. I know. Has anyone asked? No, because they know. You just don't recover from that. So they don't even bother asking. So bad. So bad. I, might, I would just find it fascinating that Robert De Niro is such a douche. Anyway, British songwriter Ed Sheeran. Uh, good, good news. Good news from Ed. And I'm happy that he felt he had to comment because he had to comment because one of his songs is being used to promote the value of babies in the womb from an Irish pro-life advocates. Mm. And Ed felt the need to comment and say that the song Small Bump, as they campaigned around Dublin, (sighs) I have not given approval for this use. Okay. And it does not reflect what the song is about. Mm. So all you pro-lifers using my song Mm. to promote your lives of little babies, don't do it. Really? He felt the need. Are you kidding me? What the heck are you? Why does he feel the need to comment on that? Unless he's going to put up a fight that they're using the song. I don't understand. I mean, he feels the need to. The song is about a friend of his that that uh, lost a baby, right? I think I think that's what the song was about. Miscarried her baby, and it was the, the small bump. But they can't use it for uh, pro life. Well, they could use it. He never did say they couldn't use it. He just said he hadn't endorsed it, and it's not what the song reflects. Mm. Oh, well, great, Ed. Thanks. Yeah. Aren't, aren't, aren't music artists the same ones who say just interpret songs the way you want to? Yeah, they used to be. Uh-huh. They used to be. Now it's don't interpret them my way. And also don't sing my song lyrics verbatim either. Yeah, no, I want you to go up on stage real. and sing them, but not. <laughs> <sighs> stupid. And uh, another, this makes me happy because I love bicyclists and bikers. You do? Oh, man. I mean, well, we've discussed your yes. love for them. Oh, man, do I love them. My wife was just commenting on that as we were uh, trying to get around uh, some bikers who were right in the middle of the lane and uh, didn't give a rat's anus that everybody was backing up behind them. <laughs> oh, well, they have the right and, to be there. But well, why, sure they do. Sure they do. You're not do. looking down your nose at them, are you? Because, no, no, okay. no. I want to share the road. In and fact, I want to give them the road. Thank you. Whole thing. Take it. The whole thing. <laughs> Go you. as slow as you want. I got all day. Don't worry about me. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, because yes. they, they can do that. They get the road, <laughs> yes. and they don't have to worry about the speed limit, but they do have to use the road. So, yes, yes. I mean, good for them. Right. right. I mean, if a car was driving as slow as the group of bicyclists, um, you know, probably get a ticket mm-hmm. for driving too slow, but not the bikes. Yeah. No, not the bikes, because it's, it's safe for them to be driving at that speed. It's more comfortable. Right. Than uh, Seattle. Uh, is now paying uh, about $12 million a mile for a bike lane that uh, was voted in. 
12 million uh, a mile? At, at present rate, Seattle Department of Transportation <laughs> said it might be able to afford only half of the 50 miles of bike lanes promised in the move in the move Seattle levy approved by voters in 2015. Mm. I mean, they are, they voted this in, you know, they all want their little bike lane. They think it's all great. Let's do our little bike lane. Yeah, okay, great. The southbound bike lane on 7th Avenue provides safe passage from the Amazon Spears to Washington State Convention Center. The city engineer estimates construction at 1.5 to 1.8 million. Uh, the low bid uh, was 2 million. And the sub, the, so they're not going to, not even close to that. Not even close to that. It came out to uh, $3.8 million. And uh, the subcontractor installed the asphalt, 76000 including 275 work hours at standard union wages of forty six fifty an hour. Mm. That's a pretty good gig. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a little bit, a little bit higher than the $15 an hour minimum wage uh, for that. So we can do it for uh, $1.8 million, between $1.5 and $1.8. Oh, no, we can't make it at three point eight when we're when we're all done. Sorry, I know we bid at one point eight, but can't do it for that. Sorry, <clears throat> and they give the list, the rundown of why it costs so much because they're also understanding. Mm-hmm. They're also understanding, and they, what's important that we have these bike lanes uh, in every city in America because mm-hmm. they all fight for them. It's beautiful to be able to be driving around the city and and have bike lanes and have bikers everywhere and clogging up traffic i mean it's i mean i I mean keeping traffic at a safe speed uh on the roads uh it's all good for them Uh, i'm i'm happy to be part of them but they give a breakdown of how much everything costs which uh apparently didn't print which is a wonderful (laughs) thing glad you led to nowhere in that story i know but the good thing was it only took you about four and a half minutes to get to nowhere so that was was if you can find it I love you, Jeffy. Who's your friend now, Jeffy? Who's your friend now? Babbling and babbling and babbling and going on and on and on and on. Yeah, I don't have it. So (laughs) there was absolutely no point to the last nine minutes. (laughs) Coming up on Father's Day. It was good. Oh, Father's Day. Father's Day coming up. Father's Day weekend coming up. It's a shame you'll be out of town. You're going to miss me. You can join us for the Rights and Responsibilities uh, Mercury Museum uh, that weekend. Oh, yeah. That'll be – that's good. Uh, That is – seriously, those are fun. And uh, Am I going to be here, Pat? No, I'm going to be on my cruise. So I'm a little bummed about that because it is fun to lead the tours, and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of really cool things to see. And we have a good time doing that, right? Uh, And you're going to be leading one of the tours. I am. I'm going to be leading one of the tours. And I think I have to – I've I've doubled down, and they've forced me to do it with Brad Staggs, one of them. Really? So I think we're going to do. Uh, I think we've decided that we're going to do a tour called "Believe It or Not." And we'll each uh-huh. tell a story about the particular item and see which one is true. What do you think? No, I like that. Uh-huh. Be fun. I actually That's like good it. Good stuff there. <laughs> yeah. So go to mercuryone.org uh-huh. uh, and uh, sign up. Let's go. Let's have it. Let's be a part of it. Well, you're, 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 Sold. Does, Father's Day doesn't need another tie. We're well, sick of uh, the ties. That's a good point. Yeah. Sick of. I like ties, Montana, Wyoming okay. hats. Huh. Uh, yeah. Happy National Wyoming Day, y'all. That's so weird. I've, I didn't know they did National State Days. I mean, everything has a national day. I guess so. There's a everything national Jeffy has day. a national day. Yeah. yeah. There should yeah. be. Yeah. Maybe yesterday could be. It's always going to be yesterday. <laughs> it was National Jeffy Day. <laughs> yeah, you missed it this year. Oh, no. Oh, no. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh You know what? I mean, this has been a tough week because I'm up at uh, 4, 4.30 
and here all day and right. doing like 19 shows. Right. The only thing getting me through this. What is it, Pat? Is, is uh, Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Because uh, this stuff is awesome. It's the only way I get decent nutrition in my diet. It's the only way I get vegetables on a daily basis. Just put it in a protein protein drink, and it tastes great. You can eat, just dump it in eight ounces of water, and it flavors the water, and it tastes like. Would you say Kool Aid, yeah. Keith? We tried that a while absolutely. ago. Absolutely, yeah. Thinking, uh, you know, maybe it doesn't work in water. No, it absolutely does. Mm-hmm. So into your water or your shake or your smoothie, whatever you like to drink, and it will uh, give you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. You share, or is there? I mean, is there a way for that I could get? No, some, but you or? you could. Yeah, you could go to BrickHousePat.com and order yours and get 10% off a month's supply if you use the offer code PAT. Uh, well, I think that's so it's pretty do. good. That's yeah. how you do it, Jeffy. It's prebiotic. It's probiotic. I don't know what that means, but it's good. <laughs> Boosts your immunity. It has antioxidant power. Uh, and it's real superfood. This is great stuff. BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today and get the 10% off by using the promo code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Just to finish up on chewing the fat with Jeffy, if you had to, if you had to guess, and I think you already know because we've been sort of kicking this around in the studio. Um, but if you hazarded a guess at who has the best football practice facility in the country, what college would you think that you would know, be? You, the obvious choice is Alabama, right? Of course, you think Alabama has probably uh-huh. got the best, uh, but some of the schools like uh, Texas. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be a good choice. Uh, yeah, Texas, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. University of California, maybe. Mm-hmm. Some of the bit, but all this, look, they talk about, I don't know who they're saying is the best and, mm. uh, and, and what they're using, criteria they're using to pick it. But uh, I've been to uh, a number of them, and all of them. Mm-hmm. Are, if you're in a Division One program, you're going to be you're going to have a nice facility, yeah. freaking nice. And that's kind of what the author says. It it turns out it's Northwestern, which oh, I would wow. never guess. I don't think I would have put them on the but list either. He says yeah. I've I've burned I've, I've burned. It just tells you that I'm just mm-hmm. out of it for the week. Mm-hmm. I've been in virtually every football building of note in America, witnessing all the Ferrari leather, barber chairs, and nap rooms from Clemson to Eugene to Tuscaloosa. In terms of size, spectacle, and spending, Northwestern has sprinted past the biggest names in the arms race for for best facility. I mean, they've been really trying the last... 10 years or so to become a, you know, I mean, they've been a good program, but they've been really trying to become an, an elite program. Yeah. They're, well, they're, they're working on it. And this kind of stuff helps. because Yes, it does. You, you tell your recruits, yeah. you got to come see our practice facility. Well, you tell your recruits. You there, they love it, man. Sure, you're mm-hmm. moving to the murder capital of America. <laughs> right. But uh, we've got a nice yes. facility you can hang so, out in. Not there on is campus. that. Bulletproof. And not on campus. <laughs> right. So, uh, I mean, you, you might think Notre Dame. I don't know. You might think uh, BYU. You might, actually, they did just open a really nice. That's what I'm saying. I mean, the University of Missouri has yeah. remodeled theirs several times. Of, University of Michigan, doing Wisconsin, they all have these. You have to to keep up. Yeah, you, you have to. 
but this is kind of interesting because this is apparently like the Taj Mahal of practice they're facilities. Nice. They're really nice, man. There's a push-button barrier that can instantly divide the team room in half. <laughs> Offense on one side, defense on, on the other. other. Uh, they uh, designed the building, and it boasts about the choreographed flow from the locker room to the meeting rooms to the practice field. Mm. So they uh, they must have done everything in feng shui or feng oh, yeah. shui or and whatever. And you've got to get is. into uh, the cafeteria and the foods and you know the trainers and the nutritionists all have the players on separate diets and separate weight plans and spe- training programs. It's uh, amazing what they go through. Uh, yeah, they have uh, massive rooms dedicated to virtual reality screens uh, for the Wildcat quarterbacks. There's 188 seats in the team meeting room. 31 coaching lockers, an extra set of lockers for the program's NFL alumni who can train there. There, yeah. you know, and Then there's the hot and cold uh, hot tub that seats 40, <laughs> and a du- nutrition that's hub. A party yeah, then, that's what I'm saying, all of that. Is... A nutri- nutrition hub that includes a kitchen to teach players to cook once they move off campus. Those are some nice perks. Yeah. And seriously, you're going to be impressed with that if you're – if you're a recruit to Northwestern, you're saying, yeah, I want to do that. Heck yeah. And most of the time, I mean, if you're a player and you, you live off campus, you're eating there anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, True. You know, you've got the... You've got and that the, makes it a lot nicer, yes. right? Yeah. It's makes really it a lot nice. nicer. It's a sweet gig if you have a scholarship playing football in Division One uh, in America today. Elvis kind of got to yes, uh, experience that. And, I, and I, was, I was spoiled watching him. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk evolution. And the evolution of evolution in uh, <laughs> the education. Um, Jeff, you can speak to the educational system of our country. Missing link over 18. there. <laughs> it's coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the blaze radio network Uh, global warming newfoundland buried in a foot of snow oh nice i want to be there may 23rd yesterday buried in a foot of snow yes so amazing oh love it uh they still had a handful of snowfall warnings uh in place for uh for early today and an additional 5 to 10 cm so centimeters so nobody knows what that could be a, you know a 1 100th of an inch or it no. could be 18 feet I nobody knows there's no way of telling but there is but 5 to 10 amount of something could happen <laughs> uh today before tapering off. <laughs> Hold on. That's your place weather forecast. <laughs> yes. Five to ten amount of something, something coming your way. Coming your way. Look out. Details at 11. Run for your lives. <laughs> I mean, look at this. Okay. Somebody tweeted out. Justin Boudreau tweeted out. He, he took some photos from his uh, porch. Okay. I mean, and you see this snow just piled up. My special weather observer, his dog, is <laughs> out there and it's up to his chin. Helped me measure the tabletop snow load. 33 centimeters pretty much exactly what the airport is re- reporting and nobody knows how much that is again 
Is that 33 feet? Okay. Is it uh, 33 inches? I don't know. Nobody knows. You, there's no way to tell. Do you want to know? No. Okay. 33 centimeters. What is it? Wow. 13 inches. So it's a foot and one inch. Good job. See? <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, why would you say 33 centimeters? That is so stupid. That's why Canada is just a province instead of a, a U.S. state. Hmm. <laughs> Didn't even make sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I liked it anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know what makes me it's mad? It's an important point. Is it? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how the terrorists won, Pat. Okay. The terrorists won and that I, my son and I want to go to an Edmonton Oilers hockey game next season. <clears throat> Keep it closed. And we have to get a passport. We have to get a passport to go to, to Canada, go to Canada because of 9-11. Oh, really? It used to be open border. Yeah. Terrorists. Now, now not so much. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That kind of sucks. Terrorists won. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if you have to take off your shoes at the airport, the terrorists won. And in my estimation, right. everybody else is saying, I should keep your shave. I don't like doing it, but it keeps your shave. Taking off your shoes at the airport is not keeping us safe. I scared you in the TV room, didn't I? Camera guys, hey, you see this? Yeah. Oh, you wow. thought that was a little racket. Wow, that was bold. And throwing brash. my shoes at the camera. <clears throat> Courageous. Please continue. Uh 933 Now, the National Center for Science is a little bit upset. And when you hear why. I think you're going to share their outrage. Oh, no. Outrage Friday. Here's, what ha- here's what's happening. <laughs> here's what's happening in uh, Superstition State, Arizona. The Arizona Department of Education hopes to make changes to science standards, which will affect K-12 through districts and charter schools. The changes include removing the word evolution in some areas and describing it as a theory. Whoa! In others, what? Wait, they're co- so wait. Arizona is changing the way they teach evolution, and they're calling it a theory now. Yep, yep. Science now deniers. You f- now you feel the outrage. That, yeah, that I've experienced over the last few minutes after having read this. Wow. The National uh, Center for Science, of course, opposes the changes. Arizona public school students deserve to understand a science as the science community does, said Deputy Director Glenn Branch. Nice. In the draft, the word evolution is crossed out multiple times and replaced with different phrases, which were in bold, underlined, or written in in the color green. (laughs) It actually says... Or written in the color green. I, I love Like that. I would confuse yeah. the color green with something else. They're just trying to point out that the, the, <laughs> this is what we changed in the book. And, anyway. In one area of the draft focusing on life science essential standards for high school students, evolution is replaced with the words biological diversity. Uh, they should love that because it includes the word diversity, which they're in love with. <laughs> right. There's a counterbalance. Right. right. <laughs> this section reads... Obtain, evaluate, and communicate evidence that describes how inherited traits in a population can can lead to biological diversity. In an area regarding the core ideas for knowing science, it reads, The theory of evolution seeks to make clear the unity and diversity of organisms, living and extinct, and is the result of organisms. (laughs) Uh, our countless generations 
changes resulting from natural diversity within a species are believed to lead the selection of those individuals best suited to survive under certain conditions. That's interesting. Mm. I mean, they're going, uh, this is a, a painful process that you're trying to walk that line. Mm-hmm. It, and you know, you're going to get, I, all hell is going to break loose. If you just, why don't you just teach both? Just teach creative design and evolution and let the kids decide for themselves. Because don't tell me there's absolute hardcore proof for your theory of evolution. And that, by the way, it's always been called the theory of evolution. <laughs> right. It's, it is the theory of evolution. <laughs> it is, man. Nobody was there four and a half billion years ago and saw this thing happen. We've got to get Jeffy on this. All right. right. He's the o- we've got to go to the source. He's the only organism that's been around since the beginning. <laughs> uh, secularists are obviously all pissed off and they're concerned because what this is, is it supports the it supports church and state being together. And they want the separation of church and state because, well, it's not in the Constitution, but it is in their heads. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There's the Pat yeah. Gray bumper sticker. It's, it's not, not in the, the Constitution. Constitution it's it in their head. Is in your head. <laughs> that that That's exists great. so much. You I mean, can just, apply that to everything. I would love to hear from you know our listeners who obviously are going to be more conservative, but there's a lot of Christians that believe in the scientific theory of evolution and just believe that that was a natural process that god uses to get us to where we are now okay he started the process of evolution and then we just all evolved my brother-in-law is a scientist Mm -hmm. a professor at byu and he believes that what kind of uh can you tell me what 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 kind of uh he's a biologist oh wow okay yeah yeah um so he and we've had discussions spirited discussions (laughs) discussions <laughs> that you have because uh, i you know i don't necessarily buy well i don't buy it I, th- I think we were created by by god and we were created pretty much the way it says in the bible i, I think he placed adam and eve in the garden and uh we came that way i don't believe we came from apes or whatever their working theory is today which has changed by the way many many times over the past hundred years or or 150 so it's not like anybody was there to see all this happen. It's mm-hmm. not like we have the missing link mm-hmm. that shows that transitional being, whatever it was, between humanity and and apes. Oh, would you tell me something? You, I hate to put you on the spot with this because mm-hmm. I don't know that you know this for a fact. Uh, the Piltdown Man. Do you know anything <laughs> about that that you could kind of clue the rest of us in? <laughs> well, Piltdown Man. Okay. Uh, as long as you pushed me there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, in 1910, uh, there was a scientist who was working on all of this, and he was an archaeologist. He kind of dabbled in all of this stuff. Well, he went out and put together this skull that was supposedly wow. the missing link. That's what everybody bought into in 1910. So found the Piltdown Man, and they call it that because I, I think the area was called yeah. Pil- Piltdown. Mm-hmm. And so uh, brought it in and uh, turned the scientific community on its ear. Because, like, here it is. Yep, this is it. On its underdeveloped ear. Mm -hmm. Well, the guy had used a combination of 
an orangutan and a human and put them together. Oh. Are you are you telling me what? And the scientific community yes. bought it hook, line, and sinker. The people that are saying, call evolution science. It's a proven fact. For 40 years. <laughs> For 40 years until the hoax was finally exposed and realized and everybody, okay, yeah, pill down man didn't work out for us. And that they, 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 the scientific community made sure that was on a marquee in every town <laughs> and made sure that everybody knew every textbook was rewritten, right? No, oh, no. no, not quite that open about it, uh, Keith, which is I'm sure going to surprise you and, and all of us. So... It's not like science is above reproach. Right. They, they, you know, we're always learning. They're always learning, always growing. Science is uh, never settled because you're you're always going to make new discoveries. Do you think that when Einstein came up with the uh, with uh, E equals M C squared, that that was it, and we're never going to consider any other possibility ever? Well, no. I mean, I mean that's evolved over time. No kidding, and, and it's like humans are so arrogant to think, oh, we, we've already figured everything out. We're done here. Mm-hmm. The patent office was almost closed a century before the internet came along. I mean, we we don't get yeah. to the end of our knowledge. Like, oh, we've got everything figured out now. How arrogant! We're done. Mm. It, it's never done. It's a process. It keeps going. If there's anything that evolves, it's science. That evolves. So uh, I'd like to know your thoughts on this, whether it's a, a problem, whether uh, and what you do with your kids if uh, if you homeschool them or are you happy with what your school, uh, the, the school they attend, are you happy with what they teach there? Is it evolution? It, it, I mean, if they go to public school, of course it is. That's what they teach in public school. When we had our school, we taught the theory of evolution alongside creative uh, mm-hmm. design. And then you trust your kids enough to, to figure it out for themselves. Which one do you believe? Here they both are. You tell me. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. with your thoughts. I, I just think this is fascinating because um, the scientific world, the left, goes absolutely ape crap over this stuff. If you dare say anything about evolution uh, you know you're the most ridiculous human being you're a science denier and they just you know all the usual insults triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. and to me that shows just how insecure they are with their theory uh glenn and tanya years ago had had as we've told you a bad experience with their with their realtor and was selling their home and so in the process of going over that and thinking about that, they decided to put together a network of agents all across this great land of ours, Mercury Real Estate Services. They came up with a, a list of criteria that the realtors would have to meet, including experience, marketing plans, what kind of character the, the agent has, and what kind of results do they get for their clients. Really important things. And when the, all of that is combined and it's good, it's going to work for you to get your house sold and get it sold fast and for the most money. Plus, they're fans of the show, so you've got that in common as well. If you're trying to sell your house, you want to get the most money out of it, and you don't want to be trying to sell it for a long time. So go to real estate agents. 
itrust.com will introduce you to the, the best agent in your area. Let our agents earn your business. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. It's kind of an interesting statistic. According to the Pew Research Center, uh, 6 in 10 adults, 62% in the United States, believe humans evolved over time. 62%? That seems... Wow, that's that's pretty high. So that's not to say that they don't believe in God creating Necessarily, everything. No. They're just saying at some point there's evolution involved. Yes. Okay. 25% of adults participating in the study indicated they believe evolution. Oh, no, I think that is just. Oh, wow. Yeah, because only 25% said that they believe evolution was due to a supreme being. Mm. So 62% just believe we evolved. Okay. 25% uh, also believe in evolution, but it was created, that was the so, process God uses. So about 35% then Jeez. believe God's not involved at all? And, and if I'm you add the 62% to the good. 25%, that's uh, 87% of people. Wait. Is that possible? I think that 25 is splitting a, a part of the 62 Right? I don't know. I don't, maybe. Maybe. Okay, so you're saying 25% of the 62%? That's how I'm hearing it. Leaving about 37 uh, that think God's not involved in the process it, at all? It can't be 87% just flat out believe in evolution, can Math it? is not the strong suit of this program. Uh, neither is evolution, frankly. <laughs> um, 67% of Arizona adults consider themselves to be Christian. 6% consider themselves part of a non-Christian faith, oh. 27% are unaffiliated, 2% are Unitarian, New Age, or a Native American religion. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> okay, but it uh, it doesn't do a very good job of explaining who just believes in creative design, as it's kind of now called. You know, the theory intelligent of... Intelligent design? Intelligent. Yeah. yeah, not creative. Intelligent design. You, if you just... Uh, I just, I just really believe. Teach them both. Yeah, teach them both. That's what we do. And let the kids work it out. Let the chips fall where they may. But that's heresy to the left. I mean, they go absolutely crazy over that. They, they grow. Uh, they go. Never mind. <laughs> they go ape. They go. They go. They revert. There was an evolution joke in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> they revert to their former selves. <laughs> their cousins. Yep. <laughs> uh, this is kind of a fun story too. One airman said he felt paranoia. Another marveled at the vibrant colors. A third admitted, "I absolutely just loved altering my mind." These are some of the comments made by some troops who are on. LSD uh-huh. at a U.S. nuclear missile base. Oh, no. Uh. What could possibly go wrong there? You're on an acid trip with nukes, 
I think that's a good combination. <laughs> don't get so picky that you're going to tell me that you don't believe our troops should be dropping acid when they've got their fingers on the button. Come on now. Nothing wrong with that. I hurt inside. This is so not good, man. Service members entrusted with guarding nuclear missiles. Uh, Dropping acid is probably not a really good idea. But according to Air Force records obtained by the Associated Press, uh, these guys bought, distributed, and used LSD and other mind-altering illegal drugs as part of a ring that operated undetected for months on a highly secure military base in Wyoming. Good. After investigators closed in, one airman deserted to Mexico. Oh. That's kind of fun. <laughs> I I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Um, American troops d- deserting to Mexico? I guess if they're on, do you? Although this sounds like something from a movie, it isn't, Captain Charles Grimsley said. He's the lead prosecutor. A slip-up on social media by one of the airmen Enabled investigators to track uh, to crack the drug ring on the base. So I guess they swore each other to secrecy and said, "Hey, you cannot talk about this on social media." Mm-hmm. And eh, one of them did. Whoop! <laughs> he might have been high when he did that. <laughs> you know, I think. There well, was a- I think it was a was it a photo of them smoking pot? Somebody smoking marijuana. <laughs> so they started investigating and found out it wasn't just pot. They're also dropping acid. Oh, so that's a problem. Good safety tip: don't do that when you've got control over our nukes airman first class nicholas harris said to be the leader of the drug ring testified he had no trouble getting lsd and other drugs from civilian sources pleaded guilty to using and distributing lsd and using ecstasy cocaine and marijuana hey how those nukes you got those loaded up on the jet yet because i i can't do that right now i'm i'm not doing i'm dude right now the wall is singing to me really It's talking to me. Dude. Uh, For the inexperienced members of the drug ring, Harris, the ringleader, set out several rules for LSD use. Um, Rule number one, no social media at all. No bad trips. Everybody's happy right now. Let's keep it that way. But social media proved their undoing. In uh, March 2016, one member posted a Snapchat video of himself smoking marijuana, setting Air Force investigators on their trail. Good thing that happened. Because, uh, I, for one, think it's a bad idea for our troops who are uh, in control of nuclear weapons to why, be dropping acid. Why? Why, hater? Well, they're not in the right mind. <laughs> okay. Well, you just said the wall is singing to you. Yeah, I know. How pretty of a song was it? Not very. Hmm. Was not it a, a good singer. Was, was it? Was it a Connell song? A little bit pitchy, dog. <laughs> a little bit pitchy in spots. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I got to just, I got to slip this last mention of the Connells in here. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't find the tweet now, but apparently they're going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame of Foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever tweeted that out, thank you. <laughs> Made my day. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of our new motto. Uh-huh. It, insert name here in the <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Foreigner. Fill in the blank. Uh, the uh, troops on LSD at the nuclear missile site in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before no, Foreigner. No, no, no. The singing wall. <laughs> yes. For the troops on LSD. <sighs> Just uh, 
What a world we live in. It's a great world, huh? Don't I, you love it? It just gets crazier every day. It's so fun. 888-900-3393. Uh, best states for growth. If you had to guess which state <sighs> has grown the most. Like economic growth? Economically, hmm. lately, what would it be? Well, I've seen the list. I know my so yeah that you're cheating. I, well, I know my guess is wrong though, but I would have guessed Texas absolutely. I would have too, and that's number two. Hmm. Utah, actually, the best state for growth right now. Utah, Texas, North Dakota, Colorado, and then the District of Columbia. Why? Because our government's always growing. Yeah, that's the one thing you can always count on. Is DC will always be on this list because the government's always growing. Now, wait a second. Wait a second. How many? People are employed in Utah at that gigantic NSA facility in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. I, I, I just a thought. I mean, another government know. government situation there, but like yeah. seven hundred thousand or something. I mean, the place is big enough to house that many people. Wow. Then the biggest uh, job losses uh, are in Wyoming, West Virginia, Connecticut, and New Mexico. Apparently, where it's not going so well. That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have guessed Wyoming because I I would have thought that Wyoming is doing pretty well because of uh, because of oil. Well, that's where those uh, LSD right that the, guys were. Maybe that um, maybe they, they and, fled, and so that was. <laughs> there's not many people there affected. It just could only skew the numbers. <laughs> now the states that are getting richer: North Dakota, which makes sense because they are part of the oil boom. Michigan is doing really well. Um, they've got the percentage change in real per capita personal income from 08 to 16, 16.1% in North Dakota, 14.7 in Michigan, California, 13.8, followed by Indiana, Arkansas, Massachusetts, Nebraska, Tennessee, and Montana. Hmm. I'm kind of surprised Texas isn't in that on that list as well. Yeah. Tennessee's on that list of growing states. Um, and there's an article over there where. It actually quotes Brad Thor about people are fleeing Illinois in droves and places like Tennessee are, are absorbing uh, that population. Well, Brad fled, right? Didn't yep. he? He moved to Tennessee or something, uh, I do believe. Yep. Illinoisans are fleeing the state by the tens of thousands hmm. because of taxes and financial <laughs> loss. I would think uh, violence <laughs> and the murders. God, the murders something to do with it too. Are not all that pleasing either. I mean, how those numbers could just be the population being lost from death. Yeah, from really victims of murder. Yes, oh. Il- Illinois lost thirty three thousand seven hundred three citizens to outward migration last year. Wow. So that's net. So that includes the people who moved in, compared to the people who moved out. Thirty three thousand more left. Wow. Couldn't happen to a better state. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Yes. Hi. 
I was expecting more. Uh, 888-900-3393. Logan in North Carolina, welcome to the Welcome to the blaze. Hey. Thank you very much, Pat. Um, mm-hmm. Like I was telling Keith, uh, my kids actually go to a private Christian school, so they're taught creationism uh, as what actually happened, because that's what we believe based on the Bible. Uh, but about the closest I get to believing in evolution is uh, what's, what a lot of people refer to as microevolution, where it's evolution within a species, so it's basically adaptations, because okay. uh, that's actually been observed in like certain species of birds. Definitely, Depending on yeah. what their environment calls for, generation to generation, they're like they could have long bills or they can have short bills uh, and stuff like that. So that's not, you know, that's still that still changes within the same kind. Yeah. Because uh, you know, it didn't have, you know, Noah didn't have, you know, chihuahuas and bulldogs and pit bulls and German shepherds on the ark. He had one dog ancestor or two dog ancestors. Yeah. And they have adapted over time depending on their environment from there. Okay, right. So it's within the same kind, it's just not mm-hmm. jumping from species to species. Exactly, which makes sense. Yeah. Frankly, makes sense. And you said your your kids then go to a a, a Christian school? Yes. Okay. Um, and they just flat out teach creationism there, or intelligent design, whatever they call it? Yes. Well, my oldest is in third grade, so I don't know if they kind of, you know, in like maybe high school, they may, might mention evolution just as, you know, this is what the world will teach you, yeah. uh, you know, is, is what actually happened. But as far as like the lower grades, the, the elementary grades, they're just mm-hmm. teaching, you know, create, you know, creationism and, and as how the world began. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Logan. 888 Um, Here's a story about uh, Ireland. Ireland is going through a transition right now. Speaking of uh, of church and state, um, Ireland has been kind of insulated from the whole abortion thing because, well, I think they're the only place that doesn't, isn't it illegal? I think yeah. in Ireland right now, as things stand, um, you can maybe get a, an abortion if the mother's life is in danger, which is pretty rare. Uh, but otherwise, it's illegal, right? You can't get abortion on demand. And it's one of the few places on this planet where that is still the case. So they're going to vote on it. Uh, and it, the vote is tomorrow. There's a ref- yeah, is it? Yeah, referendum Friday on whether or not to repeal the country's Eighth Amendment, which is the clause in the Irish Constitution affecting uh, the, the abortion situation. Yeah. It outlaws abortion by giving equal rights to the unborn. See, it looks like that's the only Western country because we got countries in Africa, oh, South America. Muslim countries, Muslim too, Muslim probably. Countries. Yeah, so that right. is the only Western country, yeah. So Irish citizens who are not even living in Ireland, people, this is such a big deal in Ireland that they're flying back to Ireland to cast their votes in the referendum. Just to make sure they can bring about abortion. <laughs> That's dedication, man. That's dedication. Seriously. And they That's are a- dedicated to killing babies. They're so dedicated, they're going to fly all the way back to Ireland where they don't even live anymore. Not even. That's not a cheap plane ticket because some of these people are flying back from the United States. I think Australia was mentioned. Uh, I know Sweden was there. I mean, just yeah, all, from over. all over the world. This is a concerted effort to get people to come back to vote. The hashtag home to vote has seen a flurry of activity 
men and women sharing their journeys home, Irish voters. Yeah, like you mentioned, U.S., Australia, Sweden, pretty much everywhere on the planet are all flying back to Ireland so that they can make sure that that backward country can finally start killing babies. Let's do this. I mean, good gosh, what does it take? <clears throat> People on both sides of the argument actually are traveling back. Many more, I'm guessing, though, from the other side. But the movement's been spearheaded by the London Irish Abortion Rights Campaign, a pro-choice group that believes some 40,000 people who left Ireland could be eligible to vote, and many of them are coming back. The Eighth Amendment came into being after a 1983 referendum, so nobody under the age of 54 has voted on this before. And for a lot of people, it's a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to have their say on um, this abortion law. I, I wonder what would, how much would it pass by in the United States, I wonder. The, the, hmm. the pro-abortion groups have been so effective in their language and the way they changed the discussion. Rather than being abortionists, rather than being pro-abortion, they're just pro-choice. I'm just making a choice. Like I do, for instance, in... Ordering my eggs over easy rather than scrambled. It's just a choice. I should be able to make that choice. <laughs> if, if I want to choose to ram a knife into Keith's chest and drive it through his heart, that's just, I'm not killing him. That's just a choice I'm making. I just chose to do that to Keith. Your choice of example is a little disturbing, <laughs> but I understand the point. But it's it's fascinating how the left is able to yeah. just drum up these conglomerates to support, isn't it? Any cause. But I I'm I'm fascinated by your question. How would that vote go in America? I'd love to know. Yeah, I, I'd like to see it. I I wonder if you know since we kind of re- picked this battle back up, we gave it up for a long time, but over the last few years, I had to jump back into this because we we were wrong to stop fighting for it. And the gay movement showed us that. The country was radically in favor of traditional marriage. Just a few years ago, 15, 20 years ago, it was, you know, 80% that favored traditional marriage and not same-sex marriage. Well, it's almost exactly the opposite now. Why? Because they just kept at it. They just kept at it. We didn't. We gave up the fight. Ah, uh, it's too divisive. Uh, we're getting nowhere. Yeah, it's settled. I don't want to upset my neighbor yeah, talking I, about this. Just get along. I don't like it because it's just so divisive. And, you know, people get so angry about it. Well, why? I mean, the, the abortion lovers, why do they get so angry about it? <laughs> why is it so important to you to make sure that you can continue the slaughter of babies in this country? You would think that if you were really into something, right? Like, all right, I'm going to fight for abortion. And then you feel the tide turning, you know, like, ah, people are pro, you know what? You know, I guess what's the worst that could happen? Babies are going to keep living. And you just kind of give up the fight. <laughs> right. You give up the right. fight, right? No, yeah. no, they are no. absolutely rabid, hell bent yeah. on, on destroying it, life. It's total dedication. It really is. That's the word right there. Total dedication to this issue. 
Thousands of Irish women travel every year for abortion procedures in Britain. And for those women, women making the trip to vote yes to repeal the 8th, uh, the journey has a lot of symbolism. One woman said, she's a 21-year-old 20, student, I think of it every time I've traveled to and from the UK. It's always on my mind. Abortion <laughs> is always on your mind? You've got a problem. How weird is that? That is a strange quote. I think of it every time I've traveled to and from the UK. It's always on my mind. What a strange thing to say. I'm getting on this flight and I'm... Killing babies. I just got yeah. thinking... You know what I'm thinking about right now? Well, I'm thinking about killing babies. Well, wait, you're going to go visit your grandma. Yeah, home. but I just can't help thinking because I'm on this flight to the UK. I'm thinking about killing babies. Don't you want to think about you know, no, seeing I'm, your old friend? You, I, it's, you know what's on my mind right now? Killing right. babies. I don't understand this. Yeah, but baby killing is, is on my mind always. Okay. <laughs> that I'm, is so I'm, weird and disturbing. Disturbing. Uh, so Karen... Fahey, 26, and 24-year-old Maria McAtee are going back from London to vote against the change. Hmm. So there are some. Wow. They argue that young women opposed to abortion have been stigmatized for their views. That's for sure. A lot of people don't want to get involved in the polarizing debates online. It's kind of what we were just talking about and why we gave up the fight for years. But you... You can kind of infer who is go- who is voting no because they'll be the people who don't have repeal stickers on their picture or posts or uh, any sign outwardly about repeal. So wait, the more individual people, those that you know can think for themselves, that <laughs> yes. aren't just putting on this little uh, repeal now thing. Pretty much. Okay, so those Pretty are the ones. Oh, right. Yep. Tanya in Iowa says it all. You're on the blaze. Hi, just a comment on uh, the evolution. I uh, I believe that the Bible doesn't need to be taken or is required for us to take as a literal interpretation of every word that is written in it. It is accurate in what it teaches, but there is no uh, there's no necessary belief in evolution or or the disbelief in evolution that leads us to uh, salvation. I I believe in evolution. Right. Mm-hmm. I believe in like a, a creative design. I believe that life uh, was created by God, but I think that evolution has intervened. Um, the Adam and Eve, the literal uh, interpretation of them being the first humans, I struggle with from a evolutionary standpoint. I believe that they are endowed with a, a spirit and a soul that perhaps Neanderthals or, or uh, other kind of human species did not have. Uh-huh. I don't think they have to fight against each other. I, I think ultimately the Bible, it's not necessary for us to believe in one or the other. Uh, I just don't think that we as have As far to as take- being relevant to our salvation, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. Um, uh, it's just an interesting discussion to me. Thanks a lot, Tanya. And, and, and that seems to be pretty prevalent among um, a lot of believers in God that, uh, you know, maybe the story of adam and eve isn't exactly the way it took place maybe some some other kind of you know it's sort of symbolic and yeah maybe they were kind of the first humans maybe they weren't maybe it came a different way if if there was evolution though adam and eve's parents would have been less than human right because if adam and eve were the first humans then they would have been birthed by something less than that 
I think there's probably a very small minority of people that believe in Adam and Eve as the first humans and evolution, though. Right? I mean, yes, pro- so yes, I think, yeah, yes. I don't know that that's even. A- <laughs> yes, I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> okay. So, but anyhow, I, I I struggle with with believers who don't buy into Adam and Eve as our first parents because of some sort of. Uh, DNA thing, or you know, it wouldn't be healthy. You couldn't propagate the species that way with two, just two people to start. You know what mm, I mean? There's not yeah. enough, not enough diversity there. Gotcha. And and if you're incestuous in that beginning, uh, you would have had a lot of messed up people. I think is how the thinking goes. Eyes too close together. Yeah, whatever, whatever the case may be, they'd be a little bit deformed, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's. But a I trait. think God could have. Uh, he can handle that uh, little alteration. It's called a workaround. Yeah, it's a workaround. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a heady discussion. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one. Yeah. It's a tough one. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I don't know about you, but I'd rather talk about the earwax myself. Would you? It's less controversial. I'll say that. Look who just popped in. Brad Stags happened to be here when you said that. That's so weird. It's a two for Thursday, is what it is. That's what it is today. Do you think before humans evolved into humans? When we were ape-like or mm-hmm. simian in some way, whatever the deal is, me. did we have earwax then, <laughs> or was that a product of our humanity? Let's just say there's probably more uh, more beings uh, miserable with earwax because as at, at that point they had mm-hmm. invented the wax RX system. I mean, I can't wow. even imagine That's a true. world without right without right? wax RX. I know. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Well, here, think about it this way, though. If you were at home and you, you, you if, if wax RX didn't exist, you wouldn't be able to hear anything. So when your wife spoke, all you would hear is. Right. Uh-huh. And then you wouldn't know what to do. Because, because what I hear now is so much different than what that. What you hear now is more of a. Oh, that's, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you just have to smile and say, yes, dear, whatever, dear. whatever you think. Mm-hmm. But uh, real quick, I thought we just real quick, uh, another game of uh, match game. Grill burns. Sunburns and ear infection. Grill burns, sunburns, okay. ear infection. So and your your four your four are, are, are cold running water, cold vitamin E lotion, the wax RX system, and a paper clip. All right. I mean, so how do you how let's do you start? Let's start with grill burns. Very common over the Memorial Day weekend. Grill burns. <laughs> Would you use to initially soothe them? As a matter of fact, by the way, disclaimer, always see a doctor when any of these things occur. Oh, okay. uh, but at home, would you use cold water, vitamin E lotion, a paper clip, or the wax RX system on a grill burn? Probably a paper clip. I mean, that's just what I'm going with. <laughs> I, right? You know what? A lot of people say that, but it's yeah. actually cold running water. Nuh-uh. Yes. Uh-uh. Wow. Yes. What yes. Trick question. Yeah, I know. I know. What about on a sunburn? Would you use, let's say, since you have three left, you have... Vitamin E lotion, you have a paper clip, you have the wax RX system on a sunburn. Sunburn. Mm-hmm. On a sunburn. Different than a grill burn. I guess I'll go with water. I don't know. No. <laughs> Wrong. You already used that answer. No, I used paper In number clip. one. But we already know that. Oh, I see. See, there's only I'm, three I'm left. Slow. I'm trying to lead you on this. For sunburns, it's vitamin E lotion. And don't ever use the paper clip to like pop the blisters. <laughs> Bad oh. idea. I'm just saying Ick. some people do that. What about the scissors? And finally, that was last, uh, uh-huh. that was two hours oh, ago. Yeah, for a wax, for an ear infection, for an earache at home, 
when you can't get to the doctor, yeah. are you going to use the paper clip yes. or the Wax no. RX system? Wa- Wax RX, right? <laughs> oh, man, I'm so sorry. Did it's the paper clip. It's the paper clip? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm oh, so man. sorry. Yes. No, you're right. It's the Wax RX system. Ooh. Never stick anything in your ear except for your elbow. And this uh, Memorial Day weekend, when you have an earache, don't forget, if you had the Wax RX system sitting on your shelf, you would have a way to treat it without the paperclip. Use WaxRx.com promo code radio. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Returns. Ah, it's Memorial Day weekend. Almost. Kind of tomorrow. Uh, we'll sort of kick it off. And so, Indy 500. And I believe it's um, Danica Patrick's last. Mm. Isn't she saying this is her last big race? Auto race? She's going into something else. She's got some website. I see those commercials all the time. She did, yeah, the Go Go Daddy website she created. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Created it, or she's just well, a spokesman. I'm, she's got a website that she said was created oh, on oh, GoDaddy. Oh, my bad. Sells her stuff, gotcha. whatever her stuff is. And this I, is her farewell tour. And this is her fail, so farewell race. Too. I mean, yes, yeah. she's been winning so much. I don't think she's ever won a single race, has is she? Is that what it is? Uh, okay. She finished in the top ten or something before. Oh, I think oh, maybe. Oh, NASC, not even top ten. Oh, <laughs> well, but she's pretty, so we love her and uh, celebrate And so classy. But, uh, yeah. Hold on. I want to see. That's a good question. What's her best finish? Best finish know. in any race, NASCAR or, or Indy. What is it? <laughs> best finish. Best NASCAR finishes. Okay. 24th. You got it. What? 24th. Uh, 24th! Uh, best finish in IndyCar, uh-huh. which I believe is what Memorial, which is... Yes, in, okay. coming up Monday. Fifth place. Fifth is good. Mm-hmm. All right, so she's had a top five finish there. Uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Series. 24th best finish, in NASCAR. Tenth place. Good golly. So there you go. That's uh, Wow. We shouldn't even know her name. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Wow. That's something else. The female version of like uh, JJ Yaley or whatever, yeah. the NASCAR guy. I don't know. It's right. like he, he's there, but uh, you wouldn't know it. All right. We've been talking about uh, uh, how do we get on the evolution thing again? Was, There's a story, Arizona. No, yeah, Arizona. It's, uh, it's now going to be presented Make, as what it is a theory. Making some uh, changes to their educational system. And of course, as always, the left is going crazy over that. <laughs> uh, Derek in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Doing good. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Sorry about that. Anyway, we, uh, I, I truly believe the Bible is 100% accurate. I've studied it for years. I've studied evolution versus creation for years. I get laughed at when I try to talk to people that believe fully hardly in evolution and don't believe in the Bible. Um, it's, there's so many problems with evolution that I just can't get past. Yeah. Uh, for, for one thing, we haven't seen um, any, any species evolve something that wasn't already in its DNA. Hmm. We've seen people born with three arms— 
Uh, we've seen animals born with two heads. We've seen albino part uh, portions of species, mm-hmm. but they've never developed something that was already existing in their body, in their in their DNA. Right. Uh, you can't get something. To, can, uh, feathers are very complex. For something to develop feathers from nothing is impossible, and we haven't seen it now. Now that mm-hmm. since humans have been around, I, I guess, but I. I truly believe the timeline of 7,000 to 8,000 years is correct for how long the, the, the Earth has existed as well. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Then you are uh, you're laughed at to scorn, aren't you? People. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Give, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you don't care? The, the whole the whole. No. Well, I, I know I'm, I know it's I know there's theory problems with the theory. And yeah. I know that yeah. I can prove what possibly happened with, you know, with the timeline. Um, we've talked about this before. I called in months ago, but. That Kilauea Island right now, and the volcano that's erupting there, yeah. and the atomic radiation that's coming out of that that coming out of that volcano, is not the same as the air that's always existed on that island. Right after it's done, if, if scientists go measure uh, dead species and go measure rock, they're going to find stuff that has been uh, dated for years because of the eruption of the volcano. That volcano creates toxins in the air that'll zap molecules and make things look a lot older than they really are true mm, true and you know what and else at I, one time yeah go at ahead. one time it, there's a there's a kt boundary that proves at one time every volcano on earth was erupting i believe that was when noah's ark was and it was erupting into a flooded earth which is even going <laughs> to speed up that timeline even more but yeah. there is proof a kt boundary mm. crustaceous tertiary boundary that shows that every volcano on earth was erupting at the same time which would zap a lot of molecules that would be measured for dead things in, in, or for rock and for live things to show that they've been, how long they've been aged, they would have been aged right. a lot more as a result of that. So you're saying that accounts for the carbon dating that we see, right? Yeah, yeah. carbon dating and yeah. phosphorus dating too, yes. Huh. All right, uh, interesting. Appreciate it. Thanks, Derek. You buy into that? Any of that? I've never heard of that. That's yeah. very interesting. I, I've heard that theory before. And, uh, and there's a theory too that the flood would have compacted things to the point where it would appear older than it was, would have uh, hmm. helped create the the carbon dating situation we have now. So I don't know. I don't know. But again, like somebody said, that doesn't matter. You don't have to either believe or disbelieve in it uh, in order to make it where you want to make it at the end of this life. It's not really relevant to our salvation, but... Yeah, it's one just of those, an interesting discussion to be. Yeah, a discussion. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not one of those let's argue to the death right. type deals, whatever. Yes. I'm not going to hate you. Let's not beat each other's face in because then that does affect, uh, that is relevant to your salvation, whether or not you beat people's faces in. So, what if you, <laughs> just a complete hypothetical, uh-huh. what if you have a coworker that you repeatedly threaten on air um, with stabbing through the heart? Or the eye. Now, repeatedly? Well, I mean, it's multiple I think in times some cases, in uh, like a few times is completely fine. So what would you say that person's uh, <laughs> future looks like? I think it looks bright. <laughs> does it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, okay. it really does. Sounds, sounds good. <laughs> All right. All right. So, hey, we will see you tomorrow at the Publix Grocery Die-In. <laughs> we'll be there with bells on don't step trip over me just don't step on me right make sure you watch it for us because we'll be right there as you come in the door see ya pat gray unleashed on the blaze radio network